Hi everybody, and welcome to Three Sheets of the Mouse. My name is Bill McKim, I'm repairing the control center, and in just a couple of minutes you're going to be out there listening to an adult-themed Disney podcast with content and language that may not be suitable for younger passengers. We're ready. Oh, great, well, Sherry says we're ready, so we'll see you out there on the podcast. Good luck. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 59 of Three Sheets to the Mouse. We're five average guys with the love for all things Disney. But joining me this week are three guys who love two, five, seven, and eight. Trenton. Seven? Yeah, seven. <laughs> Mikey. Scott, do you know why six is afraid of seven? Oh, God. Spare me. I'm, I'm, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just, <laughs> it's, 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 a legitimate, it's a legitimate question. I didn't do well in algebra. There's X's and Y's. As soon as math started getting the alphabet involved, I swear to God, I clocked out. When she said oh, no. imaginary numbers, I was like, fuck you, bitch. 113 is not a number. 113. <laughs> and Adam. What's up, everybody? We're here to talk to you about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, grab a Guinness, and enjoy the adult side of Disney with three sheets of the mouse. And I say Guinness because... Today, as we record, it's the day after St. Patrick's Day. So in honor of Mr. Padraig himself, I'm having a wonderful Guinness in a glass. And it's delicious. Trent, what are you drinking? Is this Sir Patrick? Sir Patrick Stewart? I'm actually having Guinness Extra Stout myself, Scott. It's so delicious. It really is a good beer. What are you having, Adam, since you're, you know you haven't chimed in? Tea, because I'm still getting over the freaking fucking flu. The freaking fucking... Freaking fucking Damn. Like the chef. <laughs> shot. My brain is not working. Are you I are all warned. I am on cold meds. I'm on prescription cough medicine. This is gonna be a fun fucking ride. So Adam already went through the barrier test, guys. Sorry. <laughs> Adam is uh Adam is having a uh, a single housewife cocktail. No, I'm having tea. <laughs> Yeah, Single yeah. housewife cocktail would be like some Vicodin <laughs> and vodka. You know that that there are no there's no A liquid in a single ball. housewife cocktail. It's all pills. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Mikey, what are you drinking tonight? Back in your garage, back <clears throat> in I'm, Kansas. I'm back in in. Uh, I mean, a Scott would call this a mansion, but that, that's. Mosquitoes are in here. What the fuck, man? Uh, I've got some Weller Special Reserve that I'm drinking. Ooh, I love that. If you can get past the first two drinks, it then it becomes a very, very, very good uh, uh, dr- bourbon. Wait, wait, really? If you can get drunk, then it tastes great. Wait, yeah. you don't you don't really like it all that much? The first sip, it's it's got it's kind of bitey, but once you get past the little bit of bitey on the first sip, it's fine. I tell you, listen, for for the price point, around twenty dollars. Yeah. All day long, all day long. Okay, it's just you got to get past that first. Bitey sip. And I don't once even you get see- past that, it's it's fine. It's good. It's great. I don't even remember Weller's being that hard of a bite. It's the I don't first think it one. does have that hard of a bite. It's the first one.
This week's this week's show is going to be all about cars. Uh, and I wanted not to take it. Not the movie. The vehicle. Life is a highway. Guilty. <laughs> nah, dog. Nah, uh, dog. Sorry, sorry, dog. It's a no for me. He's not on that show anymore, is he? Um, no, that that attraction went away a long time ago, Scott. <laughs> Which is ironic. Uh, we are we're talking about cars, so I wanted to first start about with some of the probably the worst news Disney has had. I mean, this is this has been a bad week for Disney. The parking fee issue. Yeah, I covered this a little bit last night in the live show, but it's 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 uh it's. Honestly, disheartening to see a lot of stuff you can see Disney do as a money grab, and you can kind of tell, but you can kind of see it from another perspective as well. There's really no other way to see this. This is them just wanting money. I am I am fully fine with Disney doing money grabs where it is a choice participation. No, a a choice participation. Like this is a choice. No, when they had when they had the um, the cabanas. The cabanas, perfect example. You could choose not to do a fucking cabana for six hundred ninety-five dollars, and many did choose not. All right, to do everyone did. All right, then I have a question before we go much further. Mm-hmm. Would you prefer them to if they automatically just roll this increase into your your night and you don't even know about it? Because yep. people were complaining about what, but people were complaining about that too. Every time the hotels get increased, they complain. Here's, Every time anything gets increased, they complain. I understand. You know and I'm going to be honest. Wait, I'm not finished. Okay. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't drive down. Oh, it doesn't I never drive down, and I'm an active DVC member. But it's punishing people like me who live close. Okay, and can you tell me another major resort that you don't pay a car fee for? Right. Uh, I mean... He- here, here's the thing, Adam. So if you stay, if, driven to major resort, if you stay so. off property, if you stay at the Wyndham Bonnet Creek, yes, they have a twenty dollars resort fee, but that includes your parking. Well, but you have to be careful with Wyndham because Wyndham is not technically ho- in a hotel. Wyndham's another timeshare. Right, but if you stay, so at, you can't count Wyndham. So all right, so the Waldorf. You stay at the Waldorf. Yes, there's a twenty dollars fee, but the Waldorf. Is the same price as as the uh, as like the moderates most no, the most times more than that I thought. Well, it's like two twenty five to three fifty a night. <laughs> it's two twenty five. It's the the Waldorf is is expensive, but it's not nearly the cost of some of the deluxe resorts on property, which can run up to six to seven hundred dollars a night. Okay. I'm just saying if you are I'm charging not a 600 in April. If you charge $600 a night, you shouldn't oh. be gouging your guests for parking. Cover Have you that. ever stayed at a hotel in Manhattan? No. Yes. What's the price for parking in them? Uh, I want to say it was like 20 bucks a day. Okay. Have you ever stayed at Dorney Park? Like maybe 20 minutes away, daily parking is 20 some odd dollars just for the amusement park. So I think I mean, the problem that I have... This is not... The, the pro- Universal does it. Make make your it, money. It, Get your money. I agree. I'm not going to be one of those, they have enough money, they have all the money in the world. But don't... This is almost a semi-slap in the face, in my opinion. It's To me, it's it's because they charge such a premium on every resort in the area. I mean, they, they but charge so does way, Universal. But they I don't charge understand way more why than, we holding... I don't get why Disney's not allowed to do something everybody else does. Universal to stay at one of their hotels is 
extremely expensive. And there's a reason this I is a Disney it. podcast, not a Universal podcast, Adam. No, but hear me out. But we're, but we're just picking on Disney for doing something everybody else does. Right. You have to stand apart. That's the reason we love Disney. They stand apart from other resorts. We, yeah, we yes, feel- but if you want to continue to get that kind of treatment, then you're going to have to pay for it somehow. But here's you the thing. also have people who ruin this. You haven't done it for By, 50 years. Wait, 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 I'm not finished. You have people who ruin this who will park in some of these hotels, leave their car there just to use Disney transportation. Maybe so, that'll crack down on that a little bit. Here's my unpopular opinion. Okay. Having spent the last four months in Houston, I can tell you right now, if you own a car, it costs you to park anywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Even the hotels located near my apartment that I stayed at, it was like $18 a night for my sister-in-law and her family to come down just to park her car there unless you were like a platinum-level member with that hotel, okay? So, I'm not against the parking fee. That that doesn't bother me, and I'm a guy that typically drives to Disney, the only what what sours you know my grapes about it is the fact that they have tiered it so the more expensive your room is the more expensive your parking place is and that just seems like a load of cock to me because it's it, it's a it's a fucking parking place your parking place at uh the grand floridian is not going to be any nicer than your parking place at all-star music well, I, think, I worried about my car less at Bay Lake than I did at the All-Stars, I'm going to be honest. I, and you know what? I think that is an unrealistic assumption. I, I, I was telling Trent, I think that's an unrealistic assumption because assholes are everywhere. If I'm an asshole, I'm going to go look for those nicer cars at Bay Lake than the Queen Family Truckster over there at All-Star Movies. And here's, here, Mikey, I'll tell you why they did it that way. Because I think part, I think Adam's right. Part of this is to crack down on people that go there that... Uh, park at a resort, say, oh, I'm going to have breakfast here. Park at a resort and use Disney Transport the You have the to have an day. active reservation to do that, though. Not if you, mm. not if you go to the All-Stars. If you park at the... Yeah. If, you, if you're staying off property, you can, you can drive into the All-Star, park your car there, and use Disney Transport for the day. When was the last time you stayed in All-Star, Scott? Because there's a guard booth, and I have to show them and scan my magic band mm-hmm. when I first get there to stay there. They have to look at my reservation on my phone and scan my magic band. But if you're just there to grab something to eat, they don't care. And, and but see, you Scott have to did... show that you have a reservation somewhere to get in, is what I'm saying. No, the guard no. stops you and says, if you don't have a reservation, you can't go in. Well, first of all, the All-Stars don't have dining reservations. Mikey, how did you do it when you went in uh, October? Well, we the only uh, resort that we went to... Um, well, I guess we went to two of them. We went by Art of Animation, which technically isn't really a value, um, technically. But uh, we just said, hey, we want to go in here. We're going to grab something to eat at the whatever Colors of the Wind or whatever the hell their food court is, which is really good. But that was a bold-faced lie. Landscape of flavors. I like Colors of the Wind better. He just said, okay, yeah, cool. Go on in. We went in. We parked. We walked around. We took pictures with... Uh, you know, Lightning McQueen and Ramon, and then you know, then we bounced, um, and that's all we had to do was just say, "Hey, yeah, we want to come in here and, and and do this kind of nothing kind of thing," but we weren't staying the night. And when people are going and using Disney transportation, they're not staying overnight. And this parking fee only applies to overnight guests, so that kind of debunks your whole thought about people abusing the transportation system, Scott. It was my. I thought it would. Oh, sorry. Adam. That was my fault. I'll take responsibility for my shit. 
Nor- it- normally it's Scott that's wrong, so that's my mistake. No, maybe, <laughs> I mean, maybe, other- maybe that's. I thought the, this, this was the only way I thought that they were going to do that and say, okay, if you don't pay to park here, if you're going to come in for a hotel reservation, like normally if you have a reservation at the Poly for Ohana, you can valet or you can self-park and it's free to self-park, but 20 bucks uh, to valet. Why not? Why aren't you charging for everybody that comes through that gate now? That's my problem is that you're, you're punishing the people that are on property that are, that have driven down there and you're hurting your own guests. If you wanted to really crack down on people that drive to drive in the area, um, you know, you start making make per- people that park at the resorts for a breakfast or a dinner charge them. I have a dumb question, and I don't know. I've seen this happen in other places, but could it also be an issue of people overpacking their rooms? With too many people, you mean? That could yeah, be. Yeah, like the you you say you have four people in your room and your two friends come over and spend the night. Yeah, I mean that that could very well be. I mean, it happens in a lot of resorts. It happens in a lot of hotels. That will prevent that. I think Disney kind of prevents that in that you've got to have you know um, media on your Magic Band to book your fast passes. So unless you're talking about people who live locally that are APs, I, I, I mean, here's the thing: if you really wanted to crack down on, like, I don't understand why. I just don't understand why the parking fee is necessary. You're already charging a super premium. For I the, can tell no, you what. Listen to me. You're charging a super premium for these rooms. These rooms are more expensive than anything else in the Florida area. They're not, though. Is that, is that not true? I don't is know that if that's not true. true. That's, that's not true. I say I stayed at the All Stars in October for like eighty dollars a night. Yeah, it's it's not true. You pay for what, but you but that was with an AP for. discount now. And I think APs should be included in the free parking. Personally, well, I, I, I would agree with you. But you're dissuading people that you. live locally from coming and staying in the resorts. They'd rather just drive home. Okay. So you're you're losing no. money in the resorts. There, you're. You know, me and Stephanie will will definitely look if we have to pay for parking in November. We're going to take a long look at flying, even or, though it's so close. Or what it what I think it really does is say, well, that's an extra hundred and fifty dollars for my family to come down. That's one less day I can be there. I'm now going to spend one less day there and spend one less day on food and drinks there. Like I honestly think this is going to hurt Disney more I in the long run. I don't. But what you see, and everybody, and you see, this is what happens every time there's a price increase. Every time there's something somebody doesn't want to pay for, everybody throws a fit about it. Everybody pays for it anyway. But I have no problem paying for ticket prices increases. I have no problem with them keeping up with the market with room increases. I have a problem with them going and taking something that's been free since 1980 and just going, yeah, you know what. Uh, you know, we're, we're not going to uh, set ourselves apart from the other resorts. We're not going to make it where, you know, we're, we're different and people want to stay here because, eh, fuck it, money. And right, well, that, you, it just looks trashy. It's still a business. I agree. No matter which trashy. way you cut it, if everybody else is doing it, Disney's going to hop on the bandwagon. There's plenty of businesses sort of, that do shit to if make you ever noticed trashy. that you, If you ever notice, like, all the theme parks in the area always raise their prices around the same time, there's a reason for that. It's, it's more business savvy than you think. The other thing is, you have more people that are going to start coming down for Star Wars. If they announce this any later than they did, can you imagine the uproar then? Trying to get people not to stay on property. Trying to get people out of those parks and go into some of the other parks. 
Well, that's what's going to happen. Can you imagine the uproar? They're doing this just for Star Wars. People aren't setting it. Disney's not setting themselves apart anymore. People are going to spend days at Universal now. Hey, if we're going to have to pay people for parking anyway, do. let's fuck it. Let's go to Universal. And like I said, but people complain about any kind of price increase. People complain about any time they add in a new fee for anything. I agree that a lot of people complained about a lot of stuff that doesn't need to be complained about, like park tickets. But I think this is different. I don't. I don't see it as being different if everybody else is doing it. If everybody else literally in almost every hotel in the United States, besides like your Red Roof Inns and some of the smaller ones, are now doing it. If you can tell me you can find a hotel in Philadelphia today that you're not going to pay $22 for parking for, you win. I stayed in Hampton Inn on the beach this week in Myrtle Beach and didn't pay a parking fee. I said major city. Yeah, but Adam, Myrtle those are Beach major is the cities. biggest golf city in America. Oh, but that's golf. No one likes golf. That's just a and it's good a beach resort. Spoiled. That's something totally different. It was, it was on the beach, and it's in a golf. The, the okay, largest then golf explain town in to America. me Disneyland. But Adam, 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 but listen, then ex- no, hold stop. On, no, explain hold to on. me Disneyland, same company. Adam, hang on, hang on. You're talking about places like New York, Philly, Chicago, where land and parking are a premium. Hershey. Even, even, well, Hershey's Hershey's Resort charges for parking? Yes, they do. That's unbelievable. It's also why I've never gone there. But, I mean, you, you, you can't sit there and say that other places aren't. Here Most of your other high-volume vacation areas do it. I, I'm just, I get it. Major cities do it because parking is a premium. D.C. does Baseball. It. Well, baseball, you don't go to a hotel. I mean, you pay for parking because you have to yeah, park. Yeah, and how much is the parking for a baseball game? It's 25 bucks. but guess what? For how many hours? Well, here's the thing. When I go to a Cardinal for game... For how many hours? When I go to a Cardinal a game, I park on the street. I don't... I find a, I find a way to avoid that parking fee. When I go to the Yankee there's game... There's a way to avoid it. When I, go, when there's, when there, when I go to the Yankee game, I find a way to avoid that. Why There's parking at my, my local Stingers games. But you know what? I have season tickets. They waive the parking fee. Like Disney I have should do DVC. for APs. Like they should do Guess for what? DVC. DVC, right. they do waive it for. Well, they should do it for APs, too. Then I don't disagree with you on that one. I mean, do... Um, what about local I agree with you with the AP and the DVC. Look, I believe it should be part of both. Look of at people like, and this isn't a good example because they're DVC, but look at Lu- Lauren Shoemaker's parents. They live about 45 minutes away from Disney, and they'll come and drive. They have DVC, and they live 45 minutes away. So if they didn't okay. have DVC, they're never staying on property. So would you rather make the money from staying on property? Would you rather make the $300 a night because they're going to pay it? Or are you, are you worried about that peddly $24 Honestly, a fucking night? It's ridiculous. At, at 45 miles, 45 minutes away, I'm driving home. Heard well, that. Well, I, no, I, I, get, I get why they would stay because you kind of want that magic vacation away. I mean... And they're if, older. They're not, yeah. They don't want to drive. I mean, if I, mean, I, I lived, if I lived 45 minutes away, I would still spend... and and. You know, I Disney. I would still spend uh, three or four nights there, and yeah. and be on property because yeah. part of that I is wouldn't. getting away from your own house for three or four days. I agree. Yeah, uh, maybe twice a year would I stay on property. If that, if I was, if I was that, that close to now. it, just because if I was that close to it, there would be no point. If I wanted to be magic, I'll 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 hang some fucking pixie dust on my you know over my my door jam, so when I walk in, I get sprinkled on or whatever. I mean, oh, you're a pixie duster now. If I live forty five <laughs> minutes away from Green from from fucking Disney World, I'll pixie whatever you want pixied, man. Mm, you got pixie for, me? I mean pixie you. Oh I'll, I'll cut my hair short. I mean I just I just think that this is this is just a bad uh, to me it's a bad precedent that they that they're gonna just be like everyone else. And people because, are going to because pay for, for it. the longest time Disney set itself apart. 
They were better than that. They didn't charge for their fast pass system. You see, but you say Disney is better than that, but they're not. Because if you look at the stuff that they do in California, you say Disney isn't, it's not. Disney has been charging for parking in California for night, overnight guests for a very long time. Disney has been charging California guests for their quote unquote max pass system. Again, you know, it's a premium because there isn't the land. They can build a parking lot anywhere in Florida. I mean, you have no idea how much unused land is on that. There's no income tax in Florida. Disney's not paying any money on that income that they're making. In California, it's like, what, 45%? There's corporate income tax. There's corporate it, income tax. That's, that's personal That's something tax. totally yeah. different. Sure There's no less than personal income tax. So, so look, I I just feel like this is, this is an unnecessary money grab. I've, like I said, this is not voluntary. You, have, you, either, you can either pay the fee or don't. And, and the other thing, I'm going to say one thing, and this is what I really think they're trying to do. And this is just a little bit from a different side of this. Uber and um, Lyft have been known to increase traffic in every tourist area around. So if this makes more people leave their cars at home, this creates less congestion around the resort. I mean, fair enough. Look, there's there's an absolute... No doubt and that there's more traffic in Disney World no diggity. in the last decade. No diggity. So, I mean, so that it could be a, just the simple issue of trying to get people to truly leave their cars at home. Here's, here's how I see it. Me. If you don't want to feel like you're getting robbed over your $20 a night parking fee, then clean your shit in the room and wave mousekeeping. Yeah. Well, is that going to change? Well, because then you get... Uh, I think it's what? What is it like? Five? They or they're s- not. They're not doing that anymore. They're not doing that anymore oh, because not? of the whole. They, they weren't even doing it. I was there in October. It stopped like the day before. Man, they fuck had to Disney. Stop this is now Universal Studios podcast. How about that butter beer, guys? <laughs> it's better than fucking Lafu's brew. I hear well, that. Didn't have an added. You know what? I look. Hopefully, there's some good things that come out of this this uh, parking fee, like uh, paying their housekeeping a, de- uh, a decent wage. Doubt it. Absolutely not. Not going to happen. Um, but it, it definitely it definitely puts a sour note uh, in my mouth. I mean, it absolutely does. Because Scott, for a, how many times have you had a car in Disney World? Uh, the last time we last time we were down there, we you know, we did not rent a car. We actually rented a car when we when we stayed at Art of Animation, and I'll say it was wonderful to have that option to drive to the parks. To quickly get to the resorts to get to a dinner. Like if we had a dinner at Ohana one night, we were able to drive right right up to the poly, park our vehicle, and then drive back home at night. But the, a lot of the problems now is that take, that's taken – a lot of that traffic is now going to Lyft. A lot of that traffic is now going to um, – the other one I can't – I'm Uber. sorry. Uber. Uber. I can't – Uber, yeah, thank German. you. It's, I understand. But I mean put um, it this way. In November, I'm either going to look into – if I can't park for free, I'm going to look into flying or renting a car and just returning it to the rental car place when I get there and Ubering to my hotel. Because I'm not going to pay $24 a night to leave my car somewhere that I'm not even going to fucking move. And they're not fucking monitoring that shit. It's not safe. It's not like they have guards walking around. What are, the, what are you paying for? Fucking well, and, and that's the thing. Lights? It's like... I, I do I do like having the car there. I think when we when we went in in April last year to the boardwalk... 
Adam, that day we got we had to take the bus over to to Animal Kingdom and meet you guys there. We were late because the bus was fucking late. You were late for other reasons, no, too. No, we got... We, yes, no. I remember you said no. you got a late start, and then the bus was no, late. No, literally, we just missed the bus for Animal Kingdom, and then it said, oh, in seven minutes, a bus is coming. That turned into 11, turned into 18, that turned into oh, yeah, 20. No, you, you'd never believe that shit, man. Yeah, that, so, if, if you've ever taken any kind of public transportation, you never believe the wait time. If, if, if this increases the transportation at Disney World, which it won't, I'm fine with it. It might. It, no. I'm if you're getting more, but if you're getting more cars off of these major roads, it may. If this prevents people, if this r- takes a sec- person to say, wait a second, maybe I don't necessarily need my car. There are other avenues I can use for the week. This might. I can honestly say the one time we went down and stayed on property, we literally used our car twice. And that was just because we had super early dining reservations that we didn't want to be late for um knowing what i know now uh we could have taken disney transportation and, and not been late for them anyway because when we go if if our dine if our adr is like at eight thirty, fucking we're up at six o'clock and we'll be out there waiting for a bus at seven we don't play around when it comes to disney so the whole driving around thing and having the car to make it easier didn't affect my family uh in the least um on our first trip the second trip we were off property so we'd have been fucked but um, if I'm staying on property, I hardly would use my car. So for that reason, this is kind of a stinger because it's just sitting there and being warehoused. Now, I think in November we're probably going to fly in, so it's it's going to be a non-issue. We won't have a vehicle to, to really worry about. Okay, I, I'm just not a fan of it. And look, I, I got to accept it because it's, it is what it is. I can't. Nobody's a fan of it because it's money yeah. out of your pocket. It's money out of your vacation. No one is a fan of this except the people that decided to make it a fact, Scott. But I mean, to to me, it's just the only part about that pisses me off is that it costs more for just if you're staying at a at a more expensive resort. I mean, they they make it a percentage of what the room rate is, and that just doesn't make sense to me because. It, it's not really that much better. I mean, if it was covered, sure, I'll pay the extra $8 and have a covered spot to park my car. But, I mean, it's it's if I'm staying by the Sasagula, I, I'm not getting anything. Unless you're staying at Fort Wilderness, in which case you get to park your car for free. You get one car. And one car for free. I said your Animal car, Kingdom, I want to say, has covered parking underground yeah, parking you park under the you park under the hotel okay and you yeah. know what I, I i get that but anywhere else that just doesn't make sense to me because that's when it sounds like a money grab if it's just you know a thing they want to start doing that's cool but when they start tiering it based on how much you're spending for your room that's where i'm like eh, really i mean it's just i'm parking my car am i the but only you person see, who I, thinks I, it looks kind of trashy why? I don't on think Disney? it looks trashy. I think it it's just it, it it's the it's the cost of living these days. I, I'm sorry, I I can't say it looks trashy when I see every damn hotel that I've been to do it. Yeah, Adam, Adam's right about that. I just like I'm I mean I'll keep beating this horse because it's dead and laying down, and eventually I'm going to cut its guts open and get inside <laughs> because I'm cold. I, but what, why is there the increase depending on how much you're spending on the room? That I, makes it a money. That rate. I agree with. I don't understand that. I don't. It should be a flat rate. I definitely feel that as well. It shouldn't be dependent on which hotel you're staying at. But I mean, you're also looking at people who kind of abuse the system. You're looking at people who will have maybe 
four adults in one room, each one of them brings a car down. And that's why I'm that's why I my suggestion would be change it so that one room gets one spot for the stay. You get one free parking spot. And I'm sure the backlash it'll change. After that, then you charge fifteen to twenty five dollars per day per extra car there. I agree with that. But I mean here's the thing, how are they gonna police this? So so you check in. Okay, you go check in for your room, and then they say, did you drive here? No, no, I didn't. I took the Magical Express. I took Uber from the airport. Are they going to go physically and check every single car every single night for a parking pass? What they end up doing is if they know you have a car on property, they're just going to append it to your room at the end of the week. Yeah, well, here's the thing. How do they know? How You're going to have to get that car in there somehow. Yeah, you say you're – you walk in there. You go in – all right, so you, on your first day, you drive in from uh, South Carolina – you drive them from South Carolina, and you roll <laughs> okay. up to the front. You roll up to the security desk, and they say, "Hi, what are you here for?" "Oh, I'm having breakfast at, at Ohana." And you make a bre- breakfast reservation. Okay, well here, you know, you can park there for valet, or you can park over there for uh, self park, and self parking's free. Okay, I'll go park on my self park, and then you walk you walk in with your bags. How do you get your car back to your resort? What do you mean? He's saying if, if you're, you're not staying, staying. He's saying if you're staying at the poly. If you're staying at the poly. If you're staying at the poly, they're going to scan your magic band to make sure you have. You just. You, I mean, that's, you leave that's it there. one of the ones where you might get away you with. You leave it there. But I'm saying for the person who's staying at, they're going to scan your magic band. Your car doesn't. If your car doesn't move, if you feel, feel like you could take Disney property or Disney transport every single day, your car doesn't move. You park it there. The first day you get there. You say, oh, I'm going to... You don't think I'm they're going to have separate around. lots for overnight and for... You well, don't think they're going to set it up separately? I, I do. Then that makes it even easier. I, I just I, I just How? feel like this is a bad way for Disney to go about this. Increase your increase your hotel prices five bucks more a night. You'll make that money it's, up. But that's not what they're going to do then. They're going to increase it. You're looking at a $100 room. That's a 10% increase. A $200 room is a, I mean, is another 10% increase. And people would blow their minds and lose their shit about that any. Here's the thing. If you increase it, if you increase, if they increased hotel prices $1 per night per room across the board, they would make this money up faster than they would make parking money up. But they're not doing it just to make the parking money up. I think they're trying to prevent the amount of cars. I know, and I just... On the property. It's... They've been actual studies that Uber and Lyft has caused a major increase in traffic in almost every metropolitan area. I think the only way this changes is if they see a decrease in room bookings. That's the only way it changes. No, that's not going to happen. I I don't see it happening. It's It's just part of the... The beast. It, it is disheartening, Scott. It is disappointing. Everybody's going to come to terms with it, especially the ones that that drive in. And you know, I think maybe maybe Three Sheets Nation should just buy some land down there and set up a free, not really a free parking because you got to pay for it, but we should set up a parking and transit system uh, in the Orlando area. I just I just hope the only thing that comes out of it is better tra- better on site transportation. It's easier to take the Uber. What's the five dollars? I agree. I agree. I mean, I'll, we're, we're probably going to take more Uber uh, until they get this Disney bus transport system fixed. I mean, it's... Because it was really... We, uh, it was really... It was I'm not really going to lie to you. We've never had that much of an issue except for when we stayed at All-Stars. Oh, well, that's where I always stay, and maybe that's the issue, Adam. I I'm not saying All-Star it to be... No I'm problems. not saying it to be mean. I mean, the first 
the last few times we've stayed by the buses, it was, the one time we missed it, it was our own fault. Now, even but when we stayed at the boardwalk, I, I mean, granted, the only bus we had to take was Magic Kingdom um, and but Animal I think Kingdom. Scott's right. But I mean, when we stayed at the boardwalk, it was it was shitty. The bus you, just, the bus transportation was still shitty. You show up at 9.20, it says the bus is going to be there at 9.34, then it says 9.40, then it says 9.45. You have to stop paying attention to those boards. Maybe they'll you should have got there at 8.30, insane. you could have caught it at 9. So Disney can get every other fucking time down to the second, and they can't decide when the fucking bus is going to be there? Because there are people in front of the bus driving exactly. their yeah. own it's way. It's traffic. You can't time that. You can't time Miss who's holding the bus up for her kids who was still running down the freaking alleyway trying to get to it, which I've seen. Because that little bastard wouldn't get off the Pac-Man in the arcade. Exactly. It is pretty impressive, though, because it's eight feet tall. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think there's one thing that we can all agree on that I think would would alleviate some of the congestion, some of the transportation problems. A bomb. Titties and beer. No. Fifth gate. Fifth gate. That would just make it worse. No, if you add add more... Things to do and get people off the roads and into another park. That's twenty thousand people off the roads at any given time in a park. No, it's twenty thousand more people going to Disney. Yeah, it's twenty thousand more people trying to get to a new gate. Well, no, because no, the same that? the same amount of people are still going to be there. Mm, I mean, there's no. only X amount of people that can be on Disney property at any one time. What about you, Galaxy's Edge not being connected to you, Hollywood Studios and being its own gate? That should have been. It, it, but but it's but it's it's a one trick pony, and you got to be staying at the resort to enjoy it. Okay, okay, you're talking about Galaxy's Edge, which is the the added. Star okay, Wars. I, and, I, and I'm thinking of the uh, the cosplay. Uh, porn so the hotel fest is connected hotel. to that. So what? What if you had to be staying in that hotel to go to that park? What? No. Then one that's shoot giant yourself immersive in the experience. That's shooting your stuff Dead, the no. from a financial standpoint. Well, show us fucking parking fees. So, yeah, it would cost you. You would cost <laughs> way too much money yeah. to do what you're asking. So, look, I, I think Mikey's right. We have beat this dead horse. Um, I mean, it's already on the way to the glue factory. Oh yeah, we're getting some mucilage, right. and it's getting put up on the shelf in <laughs> in preschool, man. But I'm, 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 I agree got my with hand it. Drawn no. out, and I'm making a Thanksgiving turkey. I think, needless to say, the parking fee is is very divisive. Like I said, I understand why it's happening. Am I thrilled with it? No. Is it what they should be doing? Probably not. But I understand it. From a business standpoint, from a shareholder standpoint, I totally get it. Oh, he's throwing the shareholder thing out there. Fuck yeah, I am. He's not (laughs) one of us, Scott. He's drinking (laughs) the Kool-Aid. What was my What was my poem? Uh, <laughs> when they come for us. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait! But but wait, Scott, who's now a DVC member? I am. Who probably won't have to. I'm pay still for fighting this? for the common man, man. Uh huh. Adam, uh-huh. he's an attorney. <laughs> I fight when when he Mikey. finds an injustice. He's Matt Murdock. <laughs> no, Scott's foggy. Mikey, I yeah. fight for <laughs> the people. Yeah. Um. Have you seen his liquor collection? The people. <laughs> Who actually lived in the London? <laughs> that is, that is. All right, so let's uh, let's get on to our actual topic. Wait, we got one of those. I thought this yes, was just BSing because Tim wasn't here. I'm, I'm, I am not prepared for a topic. You know, you'll you'll be prepared, Mike. This better be Winnie the Pooh again.
So one of the most, I guess one of the most thrilling rides at Epcot is Test Track. Uh, we've seen a number of changes undergo this ride for the, over the last 25 years, uh, including uh, including the, the, I guess, the reimagining of it to... The Tron Track. The Tron Track, what it is today. So we wanted to take a DHD, a Disney History, uh, your Doctorate of Disney History, and get that in Test Track and, and take, you through, uh, take you from October 1st, 1982, all the way to the present. So... Um, the only one who was uh, alive prior to 1982. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, Trenton can't say shit because he wasn't. Uh, I was. I was barely alive. I was rather okay, exactly. alive. Okay, exactly. So four out of the five of us were alive. I was receiving public education. <laughs> Cold uh, trickle. So back, in, back on October 1st of 1982, when, when Epcot opened, uh, the original attraction was World of Motion. Now, Adam, yes. you've actually ridden World of Motion. Yes. I also ridden Horizons and most of the other attractions that aren't there anymore. So Adam is going to say I'm fucking old, Scott. Pro- no. <laughs> <laughs> so Professor Professor Adam is going to take you on a tour hey, of the World Adam. of Motion. Now you're, you're scaring me with the flu, <laughs> Professor Adam. Here we go. I'm already sweating and I don't know it's the fever. All right. So as Scott mentioned, World of Motion opened on opening day in 1982. It was an omni-mover ride, for those of you who don't know what that is. It's a constantly moving kind of thing. Think of, like, Haunting Mansion as an omni-mover. Um, ride was designed with help from the legendary Ward Kimball, and it was actually the only ride he ever worked on. He was an animator. He animated things like Pinocchio and all this other stuff. Um, theme song for the ride was It's Fun to Be Free, and that was written by Extensio. And Extensio was... Also responsible for Pirate's Life for Me and Grim Grinning Ghosts. Oh, wow. It was also written with Buddy Barker. Yeah, it was an actual... It, it, had, it was a great attraction, and those who've never seen it, I do really suggest looking it up on YouTube. Uh, you're talking like um, Martin's Vids is where you can find that, probably, on YouTube. You, Martin's Vids, there are actually a lot of videos okay. for it. It's one of the more popular attractions that you can find old school videos of. And that's why Disney got rid of it. Makes perfect sense. Well, there's a lot of reasons why Disney got rid of it. Um, on. One of the main reasons was that it was actually um, paid for by GM. And they actually signed a 10-year sponsorship deal for the attraction. So there's that. Is well, We all know they're still in bed with GM, but GM fell on hard times. I don't know. Is anybody else talking about this part? Uh, we'll talk. We'll, I mean, go ahead and talk about it because I kind of talk about the... I barely mentioned why it's uh, why the, why we have a new attraction on it. So you can okay. you can talk about it if you want to. All right, I'll talk. I'll maybe mention that at the end. Then. Yeah, mention at the end. So, as for the actual attraction, it starts with a U-turn kind of situation that goes over the particle of the entrance of the building. The first scene that it'll bring you to was a simple caveman cave, and you get into the actual first mode of transportation, which was foot power. Second scene presented into the earliest means of water transportation, and that was a raft. So, again, nothing crazy. 
Next scene showed the first animal power, and that showed the control humans starting to take control of animals, anywhere from camels to zebras. Um, next scene showed the invention of the wheel at Babylon. Now, this had your first kind of funny scene in it, and there were actually three people presenting their ideas of a four wheel. One was a square, one was a triangle, and the last one was an actual circle. And after that scene, you would move into a transition to another scene where it was a wheel factory, where everything, including the Trojan horse, was trying to actually be built and sold. Next scenes were Age of Flight, and that had Leonardo da Vinci and his many attempts to fly uh, with an upset Mona Lisa looking on over his shoulder while he's not paying attention to her. Did you not think the scene with the cavemen with the raw feet was funny? Yeah, but that wasn't gimmicky as much as the actual circles, the square and the rectangle. True. Wheels. This is beat red feet. I mean, there was a lot of comedic inputs in it. It's like every scene has one, doesn't it? It, every scene has at least one. Um, following scene is a man looking over London in a hot air balloon. And then the evolution of steam was next. Here you have the Mississippi Riverboat with the never-ending stream of stagecoaches and such for the West um, Western expansion. Steam locomotive was next. And that in turn, the unauthentic steam locomotive and unauthentic railroad robbery shortly after it. The next scene was the most famous scene of the attraction, and that was the world's first traffic jam. This included items such as an upset horse spilling a spilling ice truck and kids screaming during the 1900s. It, it is like if you watch this thing, you have to watch this scene very carefully. It's everybody's favorite scene. It's one of the most photographed and mentioned scenes of this attraction. Guest would then travel past the open road scenes, include a man who crashed a bicycle, a family picnic, and early 40s and 50s cars. After that, there were like speed tunnels, which paid homage to the tunnels and the Magic Kingdom, if you had wings. That was another attraction that I don't think anybody but me went on. Had wings, had wings. Did you go on it, Scott? No, but I've seen, I've I've watched a lot of the videos on it because it was pretty cool. Some of the scenes through the tunnels were crop dusting, rafting, and traveling down a snowmobile trail. And that pretty much concluded the main part of the attraction. The tunnels led to the final exhibit called Center Core, which was the amazing city of the future. Now, this was that Um, open, that was like this open air, like almost like a three story. Yes. um, Like diorama, right? Almost, yes. And then it also kind of used the Pepper's Ghost kind of thing, where it, not the Pepper's Ghost, but it kind of, I don't think it was Pepper's Ghost. I don't remember. Um, I had good notes, and they're all like kind of jumbled right now. But it kind of simulated you, the track in the car, and you could see there was a mirrored section where you could see your car changing into different things. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, I guess that would be Pepper's it's Ghost. sort of like the test track now. When you're in that wind tunnel nonsense. Oh, the uh, the wind tunnel. Yeah. That doesn't mm-hmm. have any wind, really. Yeah. Or even the stripe that you magically see. Yeah. Why can't they just put that, that right? So We should we should Imagineer this sometime and fix it. And Maybe then they should. will because they listen. 
I'm sorry. Carry on. Party source, Rex. It's my new job. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> that was creepy. That was totally creepy. They're not even trying to pretend <laughs> like they don't listen anymore. Yeah, it, 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 give it up. We know. <laughs> okay. As you exit the vehicle, you're left in the trans center. And this was sort of like a mini innovations area. And it showed about transportation and things surrounding transportation. So it offered educational attractions, including prototype cars, a few shows like the water engine, which pitted nine animated characters associated with various and alternate fuel systems into a debate over which motor design should be used for powering cars like solar, water, steam, all the and combustion that we have now. There was also a replica of America's only wind tunnel on display. There was a, also another show called The Bird and the Robot, which I don't remember at all. And there's basically animals talking about bad jokes and something about the GM assembly line. I tried to find a video of this and couldn't find one in time. A computer-generated display showed GM's car torture chest without actually doing the torture chest, which I didn't understand. And the most popular part of this was also the Concept 2000, and this showcased a lot of the up-and-coming prototypes for the cars. Um, after the first, the second time the contract was renewed with GM, that's when the trouble started hitting. Um, the traction started falling on disrepair, just like everything else, and GM actually went to a year-to-year -year contract. And in order to sign a newer contract, they wanted Disney to update the ride. And I don't know who has next. Oh, that's that's me. So uh, Adam's right. GM in the in the early '90s, '92, '93, GM was going through a really really hard time. There was corporate layoffs across the board. Many plant many of the plants were closing. In fact, one of the one of the GM plants, the Chrysler plant in St. Louis, closed about this time, and it shuttered almost 3,000 jobs in the area. So they wanted to keep Disney as a partnership because they'd been a partner going, you know, as far back as, um, as far back as when, when Disney World opened. And so one of the things I said is, well, if we're going to do a new contract, if we're going to sign a new agreement, we have to have a new ride. We need to have something that showcases our cars as part of the ride. And so, in, uh, in 1993, Imagineers began visiting the Milford Testing Center in Milford, Michigan, and went to the Proving Grounds and decided, you know what, let's make an attraction based on the test track. Let's make it an attraction based on, on the, the Proving Grounds. So what they did was they signed, they, they shut down the ride, uh, World of Motion, in January 2nd, 1996, and in February of 96 began construction. Um, the entire three-story building was gutted. Uh, and what ended up happening was they, they ended up laying 5,496 feet of track. It's the longest ride in, in, on Disney property. Um, they cut two openings. So the one funny fact that we missed is that, that World of Motion originally had plans for an outside track on the outside of the building that they scrapped before it was built. Yeah, I didn't want to get into stuff that wasn't there. No, no, I just... No, it, there, there were a lot of different plans. That's all of Epcot. When you look at all of Epcot before it was built to what it actually turned out being, it's totally different. I mean, the biggest one, I think, was... Uh, 
God, why can't I think? The C. Oh, the. If the we C's. got this, yeah. But if you saw the actual plans for the C's, it's totally different than what we ended up with. Uh, Test track is the longest actual track system. It's the longest ride. Okay. Uh, the Kilimanjaro Safaris is longer. Um, but it's not an actual track. It's sort of like a pathway that they follow. So, um, but yes, I mean, Kilimanjaro is huge. Um, so uh, Trenton, Trenton made a great point. They, uh, they originally had plans to have the world of motion go outside and have so, uh, have these areas where people could see the cars. But, um, one of the reasons that was originally scrapped was Florida weather. So, Naturally, no good idea Disney ever dies, and they decided to bring the, the track outside so that you could simulate the high speeds that a car travels. Now, originally, this, tra- this track was supposed to, uh, or this ride was supposed to go 95 miles an hour. Holy on shit, the, bring that on the back. Banked, on the banked curves and the straightaways. But, safety reasons, uh, the fact that a car in the spe- in the state of Florida can only be driven legally 65 miles an hour, they decided... Yeah, we don't really want to help people feel like they can go faster in a normal car and facilitate speeding, so let's dial it down to 65. Also, if you were to uh, e-stop, emergency stop, a car on at 95 miles an hour on those bank turns, um, it would generate tremendous G-forces. <laughs> so they decided, no, uh, we'll dial it down to 65, and um, and that's where that, that finished at. But... Uh, the construction, the construction of, of test track, well, is problematic to say the least. So the ride. Yeah, but we got horizons opened when it went down. <laughs> that's true. You, that's true. We did. <laughs> horizons reopened for a special, uh, 18 month, uh, reopening because test track had some, uh, some absolutely, uh, splendid problems. Um, originally this was supposed to open by May of 1997. So keep that in mind as we go through February, February, 1996, the construction begins. They put up this huge, uh, 300 foot wide, uh, mural, this, uh, that, that basically spanned across the entire front of it. So you couldn't see the construction going on. Um, and behind that, what they did was they basically took the outdoor port, the small outdoor portion of world of motion and turn that into the queue. They relayed a three story track where you you'll go through that, that uh, three story lift hill at first, which takes you all the way up to the third floor. And then they laid all of this track, these almost a full mile of track inside this building. So the, the construction alone was going to take 18 months, but the first problem was that uh, they could not, they could not get this computer system to handle all 29 cars at once. Essentially, the computer system would crash at six, and they spent almost 12 months redesigning the computer system one by one, adding one car at a time, and that has that delayed that well, well beyond the original uh, open. Um, the second problem was that uh, these are vehicles. They have actual tires, and... What, what it turned out was the, the regular tires, they were trying to use just regular Goodyear tires, and they were blowing out after 14 laps around the track. Now, now one of these cars is supposed to go 
uh, is supposed to go around the, around the track 140 times a day. So you can imagine how many actual um, tires they would have had to use in order to to keep this ride up and running. So the, uh, what what they did was they worked with Goodyear to design a special slick tire, essentially keeping very little tread on it so the tread wasn't actually providing the grip and the traction for the, for the ride. And they put in this bus bar, which is like a slot car, uh, racing bar with 22 or with 18 more wheels on that, which actually powers and moves the car while your tires move. They're not actually gripping the surface. They're not actually, uh, supporting all of the weight. It's your, it's that bus bar underneath. And that's why now the tires last approximately, uh, 30 to 35 days before they have to be replaced. Now the the mural had had an opening date said opening May of or spring of ninety seven, and that turned into spring of ninety eight. And then eventually, when the ninety eight deadline got missed, they just said, you know what, fuck it, we're just going to put opening soon. <laughs> so this mural now says opening soon. It's December of ninety eight, and the the ride is finally ready. The mural gets removed. Smaller signs are put up. Uh, uh, a whole display of cars was was put in the grand uh, in the grand lobby. And finally, in March of 1999, the ride was open to the public with the help of the legendary Richard Petty. And then, of course, because cars and women go together like, you know, peanut butter and jelly, um, Christy Brinkley, Angie Everhart, Carol Alt, and Frederic, uh supermodels, were all on hand for the opening ceremonies. Carry on, Scott. But Christy Brinkley has has a background in driving high-speed motor vehicles um, because she did blow away Chevy Chase with her Ferrari in National Lampoon's Vacation. That is true. She did. I'm just uh, getting some fish for you and Mom and, <laughs> and Russ. <laughs> um, so so the, the, the ride as it opened... Um, it was an entirely different ride than than what uh, than what World of Motion was. This is a high speed thrill coaster. Um, the original entrance for World of Motion and that open air lift hill that World of Motion would go through is now the interior queue. Um, so here, guests would walk through different test areas, showing how cars are tested at the GM proving grounds. Everything from emissions, engines, soundproofing, to crash testing. Uh, the Imagineers combined actual props, physical props of cars, and the test going on uh, with educational video boards that would show the test at the GM facility and show how these tests actually impacted the car that you drive on the road. Now, make sure we mention, Scott, the sounds that you're hearing in the queue here, because this is a big part of it, well, in my they'll, opinion. They'll, and and certain, certainly I'm going to drop in some of the sounds for the, the queue, because the, the queue music was wonderful. It was this I don't like, remember there being music. I remember it just being a bunch of smashing sounds. Oh, no. It's, it, it, everything, all the noises actually went to the music. Yeah, oh. the music was amazing because it was this like gearhead type um, synthesizer music, but it was so well timed that when they, when you go through this and they have crash test dummies showing how, showing how that uh, the, the impacts on the crash test bodies, they would test that first to get a baseline. Every time one of these hit was in time with the music that it was supposed to go into. See, I was, I was very young when I wrote I mean, not very young, but I was... This closed in, what, 2012 was when it changed over? So, 2012. I mean, it... <clears throat> I, I was younger, so... I, I remember he just being... 
Yeah, I was just going to say, you were obviously younger than you are now back in 2012. I just remember there being just hearing the fucking crashing sounds the entire time and it being monotonous as fuck. Well, that and that's because in the soundtrack there are tires squealing. There are crashes in the sound because that, that soundtrack was made to, to play along with the actual cue. Okay. It wasn't just maybe, background I mean, music. Maybe that's what I'm remembering. Okay. No, you, and you you certainly would have, but you're also <clears throat> you were also seen, uh, and this is probably the most disturbing one, the arm with the head on a spring, and it would crash into a bar, and the head would like snap back. It it was very disturbing. Yeah, I thought it was. Funny. Or the, uh, the there was like a, a battering ram that would go into the chest of the crash test dummies to to measure the force of impact on on a person's chest, because that's what these crash tests do. And let's um, not forget the Crash Test Dummies had their own Saturday morning cartoon show. Yeah, the Crash Test Dummies. And a song. Crash well, there was an entire band <laughs> where they talked yeah, they about were, that boy who went time. to Singapore and got caned. Bing! 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 The soundproof room was pretty amazing. And it wasn't like... So you walk into you walk into this area and there's like a small room with these cones on the walls and they're not made out of foam they're just made out of um, plastic and as you go in there the entire like cue music and the crashing is almost non-existent and it's just the way these cones were were set up uh, it, it was pretty cool. Now is this part of the queue or part of the ride? No, part of the queue. Part of the queue. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, if it was part of the ride, then they would just shut down the audio. And they probably played that up. I mean, I would think they played that up a little bit in that room. Yeah, I don't think it was an actual soundproofed room. No, it wasn't soundproof, but there was an entrance into this room, and it was like a switchback. You would walk into this room through an open doorway, and then walk out of it through another open doorway. So you would have open doorways that should let sound in, but the way these cones were set up on the walls, it dampened the, the sound. Love is an open doorway. I don't remember. I don't... This was probably the... When I was younger, this was probably the most boring part of the queue, so I didn't pay attention to it, to be honest. See, I, love, I gotta say, what the hell does it have to do with... I mean, I mean, I know soundproofing cars, but they don't actually use that type of setup, I don't think, to soundproof. No, no but it, what it, I think what... Um, I'm not sure what it was designed to do, but it was basically designed to show how they how they test uh, soundproofing in cars. Because, you know, prior to the you know 30s, 40s, 50s, when you get non-soundproof cars, that engine sounded pretty bad. This is probably just that. Yeah, one I was spot. all about the smashing of things though when I was younger. It's it's the one spot in the line where a mom could look at her kid and say, "Listen, you little shit, I need you to straighten <laughs> up, or I'm gonna beat your ass when we get off this car." <laughs> yeah. See so, that crash uh, test dummy? That's gonna be you when we get back to the resort. Fucking charge me twenty bucks to stay and park my the, car. But the great thing about the great thing about this queue was it was not only entertaining, it was educational. It showed how the the testing was actually done. So, you know, good on Disney for keeping the, the edutainment part of Epcot. I wish I would have gotten a chance to see this part of the queue actually. Now oh, Mike, you would have gone it. nuts with it. You would have absolutely you would have This really kind of reminds it. me a little bit of, like, the dinosaur queue because I think you got a little bit of knowledge being dropped during that queue as you pass through it. Built um, at the same time. But, you see, the thing is with this queue, though, is that it was bright. It was eye-catching. Mm-hmm. 
there was something to look at. There was stuff to read. It wasn't what it is now by any stretch of the imagination. And there's there it, if you were any kind of curious as to what went on, I remember the seat that they had like folding and unfolding. They had so much stuff to look yeah, at. Even, I, I really it, wish I could have seen this queue because everything you're describing is what I wish the queue now was. They they even had a, a series of tests that's showing how how long fabric would last if a butt was screaming on the on the uh, the seat. Yes, because they had the little butt print mm-hmm. looking thing bouncing up and down on it. <laughs> Absolutely. Why'd they get rid of this stuff? I, I don't guess is gonna tell us all that. I will. Uh, but <laughs> it, but as you as you go through the queue, guests would loan into one of three briefing rooms where a pre show video um, hosted by Sherry and Bill McKim. Uh, wait, there. Wait, there's a Sherry. Sherry was the the girl. Oh, Sherry. I can't find out who she was. I don't know if she was an actress. Because I only know the the Bill guy. I've never known there was a Sherry before. Yeah, Sherry. Sherry helps uh, helps design the test. Um, oh, but Bill did. McKim. Bill McKim is the most famous one. That's John Michael Higgins. He's been in a number of Disney things, ABC TV shows. Um. He, he's he's much more famous than Sherry was. So the uh, so you go through this and they show you all the tests that you're going to do and then you go out and you load into the load and unload area. And this is where you get the first glimpse of the vehicles. The vehicles, uh, as I said earlier, have four wheels that you can see, but another 18 underneath on the bus bar. And that's that actually pr- provides the electric power of the car and then guides it along the track as well. Um, these... Uh, these cars were modeled after the 1996 Pontiac Grand Prix. Uh, the body, sh- the body kind of shape and chassis were all taken from that. You know, car. everyone's everyone's dream car. Oh well, in 1996, it was. My mom had one. It's it she was like the it. it was it was GM's answer to the Ford Probe. The Ford what? No, the I know because the Ford Probe was just it wanted to look like a sports car on the outside, but in reality, it was it was. I think the Ford Probe was Ford's answer to the Geo Storm. I'm not sure I've ever <laughs> seen one of those. Is that a real car? Oh, yes, yeah. it's a real oh, car. Oh, in the '80s, it was big, man. Oh man, I don't know that Geo Storm was where it was at, brother. I don't know, man. I had a Ford Probe in 1990. I bet you did. Seven. I had a Chevrolet Celebrity from the '80s, Eurosport edition. So as you get into the car, uh, there's a little video screen on the front and back, uh, front and back portions of the vehicle. They ride six per, six uh, passengers per vehicle. This was also the first ride to have a single rider line. Um, this was this was the very first time that Disney introduced the single rider line because, I mean, quite honestly, if you've got a mom, dad, and three kids, that's five. So where's that six coming from? A single rider line. So the the first the first part is as you go up this lift hill, the the uh, it's a 15 degree grade, and you essentially ramp it, ramp up at that at a max of 40 miles an hour at one point. So you get some good speed on that going up a hill, and it creates a lot of g forces. Um, and that's to simulate the testing of uh, of high inclines on an engine on how you know how it's got to rev up the engine. So as you go past that, you then go to the suspension testing portion of it where the vehicle goes over German Belgian blocks and cobblestones. And it sort of simulates the, the twisting of the, of the shocks and the struts. And, and then they tell you how well your car did. And then you go into the braking portion. This is actually pretty cool. So 
you start off, you, you go down a straightaway, and then your ABS brakes are turned off. And I turn them off in air quotes because there's, uh, there's not actually anti-lock brakes on this car. There is special brakes designed for this car. Normally, our cars have two braking systems, front and rear. This had six sets of brakes to make sure that you could stop these vehicles in time if there was ever an E-shut. Um, so you go through the, the braking systems. The first is without your anti-lock brakes, and you kind of slide through this turn, and you crash into some cones. And it simulates what happens if your brakes locked up and you can't actually stop your car and make the turn. The second one, they turn them on and you slow down through the curve and you actually um, take the turn uh, where you are then taken into the environmental testings. And these were the coolest part of the ride. Literally. I see what uh, you did there. Yeah. Uh, uh, dad joke of the day. Thank you, Tim <laughs> Elving Sr. <laughs> uh, you start off by going in a cold chamber at 40 degrees. Uh, then to the hot, the heat chamber where these heat lamps would get up to 140 degrees. So changing the temperature of the the ride 100 degrees. It was really awesome. And then finally, you go through the, the section where the robots weren't turned off and they were spraying salt water onto the cars to test the corrosion of the metal and the paints. You know, one thing I saw that I never really noticed before, but in the, when this ride first opened, those robots were very agile. Like they could move. Mm-hmm. And then slowly, with disrepair, they eventually shut them down. By the time the ride closed, they didn't move at all. <laughs> sort of like the disco, yeah, yep. except they didn't use flashing lights. Exactly. Sort of like everything from the great movie ride. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Then you would go into the handling portion where you would climb a series of hills and curves, kind of simulating the the, the, the traction, the um, the handling of a car as it goes through through these uh, these hills. You would actually increase speed as you got along. Um, so you would start at around 20 miles an hour and you'd get up to 40 miles an hour when you got to the very top of the hill. It's pretty cool. Finally, that would that handling would would culminate in the uh, in the collision of an oncoming truck. Your, your car would be uh, riding down the track, and all of a sudden a truck would appear out of nowhere, and then you would have to swerve to avoid it. Now, originally, the truck worked perfectly fine. It would come out a little bit, and a pyrotechnic display would actually shoot out from the side of the car um, to simulate the, the squealing <coughs> of the brakes and stuff. But um, that went away also really quick. Yeah, brakes don't really do that when you... Well, I know, but it's for effect. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the last test was the barrier test. So the barrier test, the, originally when this ride opened, it actually had a car that would come out of the side to the left of you and actually crash into a wall and crumple. And then it would reset and go back and, and ready for the next car. Now, eventually, I guess they, they didn't really feel like keeping that up to, you know, in repair. So they just put the crash car up against the wall so you would see what you were doing. Uh, and your car would stop and then accelerate. And as you approach the barrier, uh, the doors would open and you'd be out onto the, the flat of the track and you would see the open sunshine. And that's where your originally that's where your picture was taken when you were going through that barrier. Yeah, you'd be momentarily blinded. Yes. So Which as no, you, nothing says family vacation like dilated pupils. <laughs> so as you as you go through that, you then uh, drop down about ten feet to a 
to a track where you where your car accelerates through a 250 brake horsepower engine to a banked curve. You go around this curve, which is which then has a, a number of GM vehicles in the in the well below. You go around this curve and then head onto one more straightaway before you before you get back to the building, and then take a bank turn around the building full of those mirrored windows uh, for almost a 360 degree uh, curve around the around the actual building, and then finally back into the unload and exit area. And from there, you would you would be taken into a kind of a, a display of different cars, GM's current lineup of cars. Uh, where you could sit inside, get a photo with them, take pictures, and uh, and just check out the cars, even purchase a lease. Yeah, you talk to those motherfuckers, and they will send you emails forever. Yes, the they way. will. <laughs> yeah, every fucking day. <laughs> so uh, that was the original test track. Cool. So, um, <clears throat> so really. That was, I, I think we can all agree, the, the best version of this ride. I miss World of Motion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tritton. Sorry. Come on, man. You forgot to forget who you're dealing with here. The guy that calls it Sorry. MGM this... and Downtown Disney. Yep, I'm going to. I, and see, I mean... I've never even seen World of Motion, but knowing that it was an Omnimover, I'm like, I am a sucker for an Omnimover ride. I love them. I just like, oh my gosh, this sounds like it would be basically like uh, Spaceship Earth, but more current. Yeah. Like, it almost picks up where Spaceship Earth left off um, with, with, like, you know, toward the end of all those animatronics. So Exactly. I, I really uh, it was Spaceship it, Earth with vehicles. Motion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. essentially. I, and you, and you know what? I would, I, would, I would dig on that. So, uh, yeah. Um, it's not bad. I yeah. I just think that well that version that's there's got- another reason. This ride was is is still now was for notoriously broken down almost at least three or four times. Well, a day if it rains, it can't. Be well, on. here's and here's the other thing. And it's, that's the other. It's not thing. just rain. So if there is rain, yes, they have to close down the ride because it goes outside. There is actually a computer sensor on the top of the building. If lightning is detected within a five mile radius, they have to shut this down. I mean, there's this this ride is always closed. This is, yeah, it it is because it's problematic. Which, in in speaking of which, before I start my my uh, my spiel on the new test track, the last time we were in Disney, we had a fast pass for this ride, and we couldn't do it because of the lightning. But then we still couldn't go do Frozen. Don't make this the same tier ride as Frozen if I can't go fucking do Frozen on the same fast pass, you assholes. They didn't release it to you, did they? Nope. Or could you not get a fast pass? It was every ride except for Frozen. Oh, that's fucked. I even went to Frozen. I was like, oh, I didn't realize. And they were like, nah, still can't do it. Like they they weren't even like the schmoozing. Like, oh yeah, just go anyway. It was like, uh, nah, says right here, bro. Can't do Frozen. It's like, cool. So I'm glad I wasted a fast pass on Test Track that I couldn't do, and then still couldn't do the other ride on the same tier. That's fucked yep. up. My fucking voice. Pretty fucking lame. <laughs> Excuse me. So anyway, um, after Scott's version, which I think is the best version, and I, Scott well, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Adam Absolutely best version. Um, on January sixth, twenty twelve, is when Disney uh, they announced their plans to renovate Test Track from the version that Scott just talked about to um, uh, a new, more modern 
design of the ride. Um, during the second and third quarters of the year, they were going to, to do the construction, and it was going to reopen in the fall of 2012 was the original idea. I think it reopened at the beginning of December um, after that. Um, same cars, new skins. Uh, the queue was different now. Um, I mean, a lot of us, anybody listening has probably been on the new the new version of, of Test Track. Um, it went from GM to Chevrolet. They were the new the new sponsor of the ride. Um, and uh, it became... <sighs> it's essentially the same ride with a fucking Tron overlay, which is fine. Um, it's not terrible. Uh, you go into the queue, and it's like Chevy's design studios. You walk past some some prototype cars, or concept cars, rather. Um, you know, there's there's little interactive things you can do in the queue. The music is better, in my opinion. It's not... You're not listening to fucking cars smash into each other. It's much more mellow and elevated music. Yeah. The exploded parts view of, of like, that little bitty smart car is kind of cool. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> you know uh, what's all you mean the segue? But it looks cool. What the queue... So, rem- what this reminds me of, what the queue reminds me of is... Um, and I don't know how many people have played uh, the video game Forza. Oh, it reminds God. me of this because you could go and look, at, like, explode the car, and you could look at and, uh, and see all the parts of it and see what makes the car, like, how Jaguar makes their cars, and you can see how Bentley makes Jaguar. theirs, and all, and all of these. Well, Jaguar is Ford, um, or Mercedes, no, BMW now. I was laughing at the way you said Jaguar. He did say it like that. Well, that's how it's. Uh-huh. It is a Jaguar. Is it? I, mean, I say Jaguar. I have never but... once seen the Jaguar in the wilds of the. Uh... No, neither well, have that's I. Because it's a the car is a Jaguar. Is that a Jaguar that's on your hat, Scott? That's a Puma. You're pretty sure it's not a Jaguar? Yeah, I was just gonna say that was Puma. I, are you sure it's not a Chupacabra? It looks like a Chupacabra, a Chupa thingy. No, it it's the Puma. No, it's it, it the cars version of the Puma is the Puma. <laughs> Whatever. You're a breathy with it. <laughs> I used to drive a Jaguar. You know what I call it? I call it the Dragwar because here in the South we put a 350 small block into it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You know what? Ben Madden will back me up on that because he backed me up on the buddies. You know, Ben Madden doesn't count because for, I mean, thank you, Ben Madden, for being yeah, a yeah. But loyal he called you out on your beer. And a member of Wait a second. Nation, but. Ben Madden called you out on one of those beers. Wait, what? He said oh, one of well, your beers was shit. And I replied why I liked it so much. Because it was two pounds for two pints. No, it is shit. But it's it was still light. shit. Yeah, well, you know, if you, if, you, if you measure shit in liters and meters, you know, be gone with you. This is kind of like the shit in one hand and... Anyway. Have a crumpet. Um, so, th- I would say the biggest change to the ride is probably the queue, right? So... The queue is is yeah. drastically different, and then the one major change is that you get to design your test track which has car. nothing to do with the actual um, ride itself. Which it it doesn't. Um, it in, in the well, kind of does. It makes the ride more. It kind of does. It makes it more competitive. It makes it engaging. You're right, Mikey. Um, you know, it, it's got four different categories for your car, which are going to be capability, efficiency, responsiveness, and power. Um, my big tip to the listener here is that if, if you want to, instead of having, what, what is it, a minute and a half, mm-hmm. two minutes to design your car, you can go into the exit 
of the ride through the gift shop before you ride the ride and design your car with the unlimited amount of time. So you can design your car as long as you want before you go on the ride and save it to your magic band and not even have to do anything in that room. You know, you just saved me ever going on this ride again because that's Tim's favorite part of the attraction, <laughs> just yeah. making the car. Seriously, go with the exit. There's little kiosks. You can design your car for fucking 15 Trent minutes I, if you Trent want to. and I talked about this over the weekend. What Andrew and I will do is Andrew will go on the ride and she'll do her thing and I'll, I'll wait in the exit queue with Ethan and design my vehicle with Ethan so Ethan helps gets to help me out. And then when she's done, I go on the I go on the, the fast pass line. Yeah. See, I don't bother with this. I still like anymore. it. Why? I still like it because it's cars and it's fast. Do you like soaring motors? I find <clears throat> I find the line to be I it's okay. Everybody's gonna yell. We made one fast pass for our trip coming up in May. That's it. You got one flight of passage. That's oh. it. We didn't even do flight passage. Peter Pan. We just got our soaring. Fuck. You're gonna go no fast pass. Well, t- well at. Tri- We're going no fast pass. I want to check it out. I know that was We're one doing, thing that me and, and Tim the and Adam had to why do when we, we were did, there in October. Going fucking soaring as the park was closing, and everyone's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why are you going to the park right now?" <laughs> but for me, soaring it, it means a lot. It's always our first ride, so that's the only. Fast Have you ever pass done I've the done. frozen ride? Yes. So okay, uh, th- this is not our topic, but so Soren is like your it means yeah, your, we don't your nostalgic pass, thing, obviously. but it has nothing to do with That's the a, current the fast pass. It doesn't have anything to do with the current film experience of Soren so much as just getting in that queue and sitting in that seat. No, yeah, it's just the ride. It's the attraction. Okay. It's it's nostalgia. I mean, you ask for to wait so you can have center yeah, top row. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we usually do. Yeah, you got to. So that's the major change to the ride, I would say. I mean, the theming is completely different, but that's the one big thing is you get to design your car and compete against the other riders in the car with in you. Your, yeah, in your vehicle. Right, which is fun. I, I, I think it's well, fun. When it works. Um, well, here's, the, here's the thing. When it works. Doing it this way, doing it this way, Trenton, going to the exit queue is where you get to put on all those accessories to help you get that top score. Because honestly, by the time you're done with the, right. the face paint and wheels and the the basic components of the car you're out of time absolutely no 100 <clears throat> percent, and that's why i do the the execute design because <laughs> i mean i'm a little competitive um it is fun it is it is fun to that. see the uh like see where you stack up against the other people in your car um it, it is kind of fun it's not the most pointless it's not the yeah. most pointless interactive queue ever that's that that's reserved for uh space mountain that's interactive. No, I like Space Mountain. Speaking of Space Mountain, that's one that I don't go on, Adam. I don't even care about that. Anyway, um, so you get on the ride, and it's it's very similar to... I mean, it's literally the exact same track as the original test track that Scott just described. Um, the lights are off. There's many more neon and, uh, you know, fluorescent lights that, 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 are, that are lighting up the track. Um, everything you go up everything the main hill. is the Tron grid. Let's just put it that way. It, it is, and, and I, I hate describing it that way, but it's he, he's kind of right. Um, but the capability test is first done better. Yes, with the rain and the lightning, um, you, you take a sharp left turn. You're going down, and it's, it's raining, and it's it is testing. You know, it's testing your capability. Um, so you actually pass that futuristic city, which I never understood that part of the ride. 
It's just we're in the future, it? so there's a there's got to be a futuristic city. Um, uh, yeah, I guess. So you pass that, and then you see the little TV screen that previously was the doctor or the the scientist from Test Track talking to you, which is now showing your car's results for each test um, from your car design. Uh, the sim car, you know, then you go to the efficiency test, and this is going to be your eco efficiency, you know, whatever. Um, it's the the uh, aerodynamic test. Now, this is the part that replaced what the hot and cold, hot, cold portions. Yeah, the hot and cold the... corrosion chambers. Yes. Yeah, so now you look over and you can see the 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 airflow over your car. There's no real rhyme or reason to this part of the ride, which I think is weird. Which is why the original test track is better than this part. But does anybody else try to put their hand up, hoping that it, it'll, it'll it'll catch your hand and peek it over, and it never does. It just does. <laughs> I've it's never done peek that. It over or <laughs> I've never thought to do that. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, I've done you, it. You've got this set up. It can't be that much more difficult to take the same technology from freaking haunted mansion incorporate it here and just motion track your stream of bullshit over my hand when I lift it up. I agree. Okay? Your stream that, of bullshit. That, that is so simple I, I, but it would yeah, add a lot no, to the Mikey, ride. No, Mikey, totally. Why can't they do that? Um, yeah, I've never tried that. I'll, I Well, don't because to. it doesn't work. <laughs> Nothing happens. Save, save your energy yeah, trend for, I mean, for, for drinking margaritas. Which is another reason. The hot and cold rooms were always funny. I, I think. When you had, you know, 400... Of those fucking heat lamps that they put on your food at McDonald's pointing right <laughs> <Yeah>. towards you. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's hot in here. Fuck. But then you get um, in the cold room, and so it's nice and cold. Ooh, cold. Uh, so then you go to... Got, you want the flu? Because that's how you get the flu. <laughs> yeah. You go to the, uh, the responsiveness mm-hmm. test next, which is... Um, you're doing the hairpin turns going up the, uh, the mountainside, much like the previous test track. And then you still encounter the same 18-wheeler that you did in the previous version um, after you come out, which still scares the shit out of except Stephanie. Now it's, except <laughs> now it's got Tron lights on it. And it definitely doesn't move. Oh, it doesn't move at all. It didn't move oh, before. It's di- yeah, it's disco yet. It did at the beginning. It used to come out when the ride fir- when the attraction first opened. It I came out. I don't remember that. Um, then again, I mean, you're probably right. Um... It does honk really loud and scares the fuck out of you, which Stephanie gets scared every time. Now, the final test is the power test, which is the same test as the barrier test in the previous ride. Uh, you're, you know, you go to, you see the same roll-up door that said barrier test previously, which it doesn't say that anymore. I don't know what it says. It's on the got door the power. Now. It's got that um, purple like uh, lightning bolt logo. Oh, yeah, it yeah, doesn't it does. say okay. anything. It's yeah. just a. It's the power. Image. It's the power logo so, from one from like each of these features of your car that you're testing. You're getting scored on has their own little logo. Like the eco is a green leaf, of course. Oh right, right. It's yeah. the purple lightning bolt, which is the power. Um, so you go towards that, and it's it's literally the same scene without the crashed cars next to it. Um, and you, you speed towards the doors, and they open right before you get there, which also scares the shit out of Stephanie. And um, it's the same part as the barrier test from the previous ride. You. You get going 65 miles an hour, you go around the curve, you know, you go straight, you go fast as shit, uh, your picture's taken right away, which always makes you look like a fucking schmuck. That's the worst photo. Uh, it is. You always look like a fucking idiot in this picture, and unless you really, really concentrate. No, I, I honestly think the worst yes, photo is unnecessary. Frozen. I think the pirate's photo is worse than that, but... Yeah, that's pretty. No, Frozen, you're going backwards, I think. No, you're just going down the drop. It's, it's the second drop. 
I don't remember. It just is a weird spot for it, and nobody was expe- prepared for it. I still think the pirates ride. The pirates' uh, picture is worse than the frozen ride, or the the frozen picture. But that's here, no there. You could you could totally take that audio and make it sound like I just said that frozen was better than pirates. I could, I but could, I didn't say but that. I won't <laughs> because nobody would believe me. They still yeah. wants the redhead. I mean, I'm way. stupid, but not that stupid. Um. So then the ride comes to an end, and you can get your picture, and then, you know, afterwards it's still the same thing. You can go scan your band on the little rides and drive your car around the computer screen with a, a steering wheel, or, you know, there's all those fucking vultures trying to sell you Chevrolets, um, and then you get popped out into the Chevrolet uh, the store where you can buy your, your Man U kit. You can get your little bitty test track driver's yes, you license. You can. That's a new thing. The store is actually pretty cool. It's got a bunch of cars, uh, merchandise. I, I hate being dropped into a fucking gift shop. Well, don't go to Disney. <laughs> I mean, I know it's don't every go to ride, Disney. but I know. Yeah, well, he was good because he's got to pay to park. <laughs> this is true. Um, We're looking for a fucking fifth buyer, buddy. But anyways, it, it's it, you know what? I do like the ride. I still will ride it as much as possible. Um, it, it's a fun ride. I, I think the. The additions to this ride are just okay. Like it, could, it could have been done better. They didn't really plus. No, it. they didn't really plus it. They just moved it, but they, they didn't minus plus it. it. It's not they minus better, it. but it is different. I, I would say the after cue uh, with all the interactive stuff that you do when you get off the ride, where you can take the same vehicle you just uh, quote unquote raced on a track and theoretically drive in a virtual race around uh, an augmented reality track against other people and you know stuff like that that may have yeah, that was it I think you Just, can get a 3D printing of your car now can't you? Can you really? I don't know, I don't know but I think if so. you can they stole that shit from me uh, about 30 episodes back I, I'm, I'm almost positive you can get a 3D printing of your car I think. With my, It's not uh, painted though. That's my San Francisco uh, Big Hero 6 Epcot shit right there when I was talking about getting a 3D printing of your BattleBot. So. I actually, I, 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 if I they, think If so. they have that, I would that definitely, I would mail, definitely have they? that done for Ethan. I think I you think would love that. I don't know. For me, honestly, this attraction used to be a must-do. Like, every time we went, and now it's fallen off. Now, was that before the change from World of Motion or just the most recent update to Tron? Um, it was a must-do for World of Motion. It was a must-do must do for version 1. Tron is a skip. Now, it, I, don't if, need to, it, I won't wait online for if it. If the track hasn't changed a whole lot, Adam, what about the Tron overlay do you dislike? Is it the queue or is it the whole ride after the queue? Or just everything? It's pretty much the whole attraction from the queue to the, all the Tron updates. It's just not as fun. And I could be completely off base with that, Scott. I I, I think that's a thing, but I, I could be totally I know, wrong. I know they had plans for that in the future, to, to have the 3D printouts. But I don't know. I, I Again, I haven't been since April of 2017, so maybe in that time they have. Uh, but I don't remember seeing it there. We'll look. Well, when you guys go in May, We can check. check. We'll be in May. I won't ride the ride, but we'll go. They'll, they'll go into the, the exit shop queue, and God Tim damn. can design his 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 vehicle, and then they'll buy a printout. Yeah, I'll look. Of it. For, I'll look for the vehicle. Exactly, he can print out his truck. <laughs> I'm just. 
I don't get the the draw for this attraction. I don't get the reason for the wait time anymore. Because there is nothing in Epcot that moves you like this does and gives you the 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 feeling of being on a thrill ride. Everybody well, the, that gets and on, this is why I remember having this conversation. But before. the wait time's that long because you this get is so where long suck my dick came from. Car. It did actually. Adam's quote from yeah. episode 34, 33 or thirty four <laughs> was, "I can drive sixty five miles an hour highway." On a highway, so suck my dick. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's where that th- came th- from. I knew I had because, this conversation before. But imagine driving sixty-five on a highway in a freaking Google Earth car that you're not controlling. You're at the entire whim of that vehicle. That's the draw because you don't have any input whatsoever well, on this vehicle that's on a track. It's, also, it's on a track. It's like also, Mikey, that it's on a bank turn. You don't do bank turns on the highway. The bank turn is what gives you that fe- that G-force feeling. Of when you're going 65. Am I fast-passing uh, this ride? I'm no. defending the ride, Scott. Get off my nuts, I, man. I, Trenton, I would still fast-pass this ride. I fast-pass yeah, it every time. It because, it's, because it's Epcot. I don't think what it's worth it. What is fast-pass? Frozen? Yeah. Honest, Frozen's yeah. Not when it's lightning, you're not. Honestly, honestly I would fast-pass Frozen would, on this. Uh, uh, see, I've, I've done this, Frozen. Hands down. I didn't love it. But I like the animatronics in Frozen. There's a story in Frozen. There's just there's more to look at in Frozen. Granted, Frozen is not my favorite ride by a long shot, but I would take Frozen. I can sing my fucking heart out like an eight year old girl in Frozen. I I didn't I didn't fast pass this the two times we've ridden it because we just got there early and went straight to test track. We got it over and done with and whoop. One of the tips that I would give is monitor the weather. If it's raining and it's and you know kind of when it's going to stop, get over to test track and you could be one of the first people on. When it reopens. And the other reason why I wouldn't fast pass this is because of what Trenton what? said. You fast pass it, well, the no, ride breaks give down, you a new and you're fast for the day. But you can't, you do, can't do Frozen. frozen but I wouldn't like. I know you guys love Frozen. I just don't. It was okay. It's not that I love it. It's just that I find it a better attraction. Than I think it's bullshit. You can't twice. do it after you. You can't do the same fucking level fast pass. That, that you had. Go which ride seems Nemo. like horse cockery to me. Go horse cockery. Well, because Trent, That's a new one. Trent, I never heard of horse cockery. Logistically, <laughs> think of it this way. If everybody who had to get a fast pass substitute for this could do Frozen, they would. Because, I mean, it's newer. And you now, you and then, hey, it's now not then, Disney's fault, you've now man. then clogged up the fast pass system. So a fast pass should take between twenty five and thirty minutes. Is now going to be an hour at Frozen. The fast pass line would be an hour if they were if they were to let you just take on Frozen. So go do Soren. I'm just going to go ride Grand Fiesta. I love Grand Fiesta. I could do Sword at the end of the night with no wait for what we did it, Adam. We didn't have fast passes. We got there in twenty minutes, maybe ten yeah, minutes. I think it was less than it said twenty, but I think if you we go got during illuminations, time. you can get on it pretty easy. No, this was at like this was like ten minutes before the fucking park closed. Oh, yeah, you're that asshole. This was one of my a little bit drunk. Decisions. Oh, we were all drunk we're and we had already had drunk. dinner. Like we, we were just like waiting for them in the Ohana lobby, and they're like, "Let's go to fucking Epcot." Well, yeah, let's do that. When Adam and at that sounds like a great when Adam, idea. Tim, and I went to uh, when we did um, the meet when we met up with them that night. We did like it was. Illuminations happened, and then we had like 20 minutes before the park actually ended up closing. And we did like ride, 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 ride. 
Yeah. Like we walked by Illuminations and said, you know what? Let's screw it. We've seen Illuminations already this week. Let's go do some rides. Do we think Ratatouille is going to be tier yes. one fast pass? Are they going to take one of the tier They'll ones take off Test now? Shark off there, I think. I think they take Soren off. Probably. Do they start Ratatouille when the park opens, or do you have to wait? No, you, no, it'll open because, because you can go to France for breakfast. France is open for. Um, so is Norway. There's a few now that are open for breakfast. Norway also. You can yes. go to France for breakfast. They have uh, not chefs or Monsieur Paul, but uh, the boulangerie is open for breakfast. Monsieur. Anybody else want a German breakfast? Does it yeah. consist of beer? Okay, at Beer Garden, you give me a German breakfast. I mean, it's going to be the same thing at at the dinner, I'm sure. A lot of potatoes, a lot of sausage, and beer. You can't drink all day if you don't start since the morning. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey uh, Mikey, do you want us to tell us about the GM Lounge at Tusk? Right, so... What the hell so is So there that? is one other part of... Um, one other part of Test Track that very few people get to go to because it is hidden. It is hidden from anyone who is not a, a GM employee or a guest of a GM employee. We do, however, have two people on the show tonight who have gone to the GM Test Track uh, Lounge. So, Mikey, why don't you tell us about your experience there? Yes. Oh, well, yeah, you're right, because most everybody sees the Test Track uh like the bottom two-ish stories, I would say. Um, last year in August, I got the uh, glorious privilege of meeting the GM manager of Test Track, a guy named Mike. It could be Romeo or Romeo. Um, I guess if you're classy, it's probably Romeo. Uh, super nice guy. Holy cow. Um, but he is the... Uh, the manager for Test Track for GM. Uh, I remember when, when, when I talked to him, uh, asked him how he got this job, he basically said that Orlando is the farthest away from any other GM facility, so he he basically annoyed his superiors to the point where they just moved him as far away as possible. And that ended up being... Wait, so that's a job to just manage a fucking ride in Epcot? <sighs> So he is the um, employee for GM that manages over the GM portion of Test Track. That's what I'm saying. What the fuck does he do? Sit there and go, yep, the ride's going. Mike was actually part of the Disney College program back in the late 80s. So his Disney roots kind of go pretty deep. He's been he's been around there for a while. Um, and as has been mentioned with, with Adam and, and with Triton... Uh, GM, which is the parent company of Chevrolet, has had a strong partnership with Disney throughout this uh, this entire ride, pretty much. Um, you know, to to get to the, the test track, uh, the VIP lounge, I guess, whatever they call it, GM lounge, it's a very simple and nondescript entrance that's off to the side of the attraction. Don't go to the left side. You may encounter a confused cast member who waves you on through because it's your first day and you walk to the back end and you are... Backstage? In the middle of a whole bunch of bullshit <laughs> <laughs> that you don't have any business walking into, but a but but the gate was ajar, and she said, "Yeah, this is this is, this is where you go," and she just keeps on trucking like I don't fucking know, and you're walking around like, "Oh no, we got I got no business being back here." <laughs> this is like behind the curtain that you go behind when you go behind the curtain. Okay, this is where the jizz moppers work in the. Uh, so this is like uh, that back. This is like that backstage video where you see all the. 
the characters like Goofy and Minnie, and they're just like dry humping like in the hallway. Is that this area? Uh, I didn't see that. Look that up on it, look it, that up it, on YouTube, it, by the way, guys. <laughs> I probably won't. It was unkempt. Um, is how I'll put it. But uh, if you go to the correct side, it's just a very simple door um, where the employees that work there go to. And it's more than just the guy that is, quote-unquote, the manager and his secretary. They have a, a full GM staff that handles up in the VIP lounge. And like Scott said, if you're a, a, a GM uh, employee or a guest or a VIP, you can get up there. Um, it's, it's one of the... Uh, last i guess remaining conference centers that are actually in a park is that yeah yeah no it's it's got a conference room yeah it's got so so it's not like you you can't really like go to magic kingdom with a a business group of a hundred people and have a spot to seat them and have an actual meeting and conference uh this the gm lounge actually has a full-blown conference room with uh uh, teleconference uh, equipment. It's got like I think three short throw projectors suspended from the ceiling for your presentations. Um, it's 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 very nice. It's very state of the art, which is what you you would expect. I don't know how often it gets used, uh, but it is. If you if you know, I don't know what people in the Three Sheets Nation do, but if you're looking for a place to have a uh, a conference, shit, fucking go to Epcot. <laughs> Talk to Mike Romeo. Um, you know, I got the tour, and, and I'll be honest, I was trying to take pictures of shit on the tour, and uh, so I was less listening to what I was being told. Um, I do know that it has, in my opinion, the best view in all of Epcot from the VIP lounge because the whole front wall, which you see it from from the the attraction, but you don't pay attention of it. You know, when you're waiting to go in there, if you look up, you just see this wall of mirrors. Those are windows that look directly out on Spaceship Earth. And it is just awe-inspiring to look out there and see that. Now, when I went to it, it was right after uh, Hurricane Irma, so they had actually pulled all of the fabric from the awnings and, and coverings that cover the queue line area right out front. So there was almost nothing to impede the view of Spaceship Earth, save a few, uh, you know, steel uh, tubing uh, skeleton, I guess, that, w- that would have held the, the fabric up. But it was uh, just uh, so amazing just to just look out there and think that all day long the secretary can just look over her right shoulder and just stare at that. And probably takes for granted. Probably calls a golf ball. Um, but uh, it, it's also one of the few places outside of like um, the Epcot Cool Spot where the, the Coca Cola little uh, Beverly station is. Um, it's got a full soda fountain up there. They've got they got they got coffee and they've got sweet and unsweetened tea and I think lemonade. Um, but if if you're looking at having a uh, again. A conference or something like that. They have their own soda fountain right outside the uh, the conference room, See, now so the, you don't have the, to the, cater the any lounge beverages above the, in. The Imagination Pavilion has that same thing, though, does it not? It does. That, well, that's not a corporate. No, no, no. Lounge, no. But I'm just saying it has the soda machine and the coffee. Yeah, and, and shit. the Chase Lounge had it too. Had. See, had. where was the Chase Lounge? I have a Chase card. I've you never heard of Chase Lounge anymore because that's going to be the new Club Thirty Three. <laughs> it's gone. You know what? You can go to Hollywood Studios and get the park. Fuck me. Kylo Ren twice. 
Sorry, Mikey. That's Continue. Just my experience. Uh, well, I mean, I I'll be honest. I showed up and I had just uh, had lunch, but I was like, yeah, I'll take some tea. And then you know they're giving the tour, and we walked past it again, and I refilled my cup. And listen, when it's at Disney and you get a drink for free, you fucking do it. Okay, every time I passed that thing, I was filling my cup with something. <laughs> I don't, I think I even finished off with some with some coffee. I didn't even <laughs> care. Um, but it's you know it. it it's one of those things that you don't, you wouldn't expect to see just this soda fountain. It's kind of sitting like out in the open. It's not in a break room. It's just like right there. So, if you're going up there to hang out in the VIP lounge and you're you're chilling back on this the the, the swanky furniture they got, you know, fill up your little six ounce paper cup from Coca Cola with as much as you can drink. Um, speaking of the furniture, it is very tastefully decorated. It's very modern. Um. I'm not a big modern guy, but it kind of had this Jetsons thing going on, I guess. Uh, is that right, Adam? I mean, you've been there, so you saw that part, yeah, right? We didn't get a, yeah, the we didn't get the full tour because the guy, um, Mr. Romeo or Romeo, however you say it, wasn't there when we went. But we were able to hang out in the lounge area pretty much, and we saw into the conference room because the door was open. But yeah, it's it's a very modern, very almost borderline sterile. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's like it's furniture. That it's there for decoration, but don't sit on it. Yes, I, I, that's exactly. I came back from we Houston. Kind of My wife has like four towels in the kitchen that I can't use. They're there for decoration. Sit. I wash my hands. I'm going to grab the nearest terry cloth I can find, honey. I love you. I will wash them, but some of, if you don't want someone to use them, don't hang them up beside the stove. <laughs> um, anyway, mouth on it if it's there. I don't care. Exactly. Um, now, one of the coolest things, one of the really cool things that, that uh, really hit home with me, because, you know, I've got three kids, is there's one projector that adorns one wall, and it just basically scrolls through this slideshow featuring hand-drawn artwork by children of Imagineers yeah. and other GM uh, families and stuff like that. When they were built, when they were redoing this ride, they were like, you know, What's the car of the future look to you, or what's this mean to you with regards to, to the cars and stuff? So, so these kids drew it out like freaking, you know, with Crayolas and with a sheet of paper, and they took all this artwork and they just have it on this this uh, this loop showing on the wall. So you would expect to see all this crazy uh, futuristic, you know, concept car artwork, but no, they're showing s- stuff just drawn with a crayon and paper on the wall, and that. That meant more to me than if I'd have looked up and seen what GM had in mind for 2020. You know, that that that's that that tells you where uh, transportation and a world in motion has has moved in, in the eyes of a child. That that really spoke volumes to me. And and uh, Romeo told me he could put he's in charge of what goes in that he can he can do whatever he wants to with that. And he made that decision. I want these drawings from these kids who didn't know that it was going to be used for that. They got them scanned in, and that's what runs on a loop, and that is really, 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 that's really cool. awesome. That's 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 Disney at its core, right there. Um, that's why he's the GM manager, Trenton, because that fucking decision. <laughs> yeah, tough, tough, tough calls here. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, hang out. Hey, the, the the ride's going. Let me go get a soda from the soda fountain. Yeah, this sounds like a really tough Well, I mean, he's, gig. he's got a lot going on, okay? Because he's in yeah. charge of all the Might personnel. Which, Who fuck knows? Which, which you say, 
you know, you talk about those guys at the exit when you leave who are trying to hawk you cars. They're not salespeople. They 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 wear a a Disney cast member uh, name tag, but they work for GM, and he has uh, Mike Romeo has to make sure they walk that line of being reputable to GM, but also still delivering a Disney experience. Okay, mm-hmm. that whole uh, showroom area as you exit the ride, um, as he was describing to me, it made perfect sense. Those aren't fancy supercars in that room. They're expensive Those are the same cars. Those are the same cars you walked through in the in the parking lot if you drove to Epcot. You walked past at least three of those exact same cars just trying to get to the damn tram. But you walked right past them and didn't pay them a second glance. They've got your attention here, and people go by and they stop and they look. And yes, they do um, establish a rapport with you and get your information if you're interested. They are not there to pressure you or force you to make a purchase. They they don't get a commission off anything. They're simply there to give you knowledge, make a conversation, and open up that line of communication between you and a dealer in your area. Well, that's weird because I gave that bitch my email and I get fucking emails every week. You gave them your email. Yeah. You gave them your email. I felt a little pressured, to be honest with you. She's not sending you those emails. That, that well, somebody is, email. and she definitely would not leave me the fuck alone until I did it. Maybe, maybe you're, maybe you're the kind of guy she likes. You know, a little rough around the edges and uh, soft nougaty center, like a like a, you know Milky Way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Romeo has to blend those two things together, so you don't feel uh, assaulted, but at the same time, he has to still stay true to. To, you know, GM, because he's trying, you know, he he keeps his job if they get enough feedback. And uh, talking to him, there is a trade-off on um, the amount of callbacks that GM receives as a uh, direct result of guests leaving uh, this attraction. And it has been profitable for GM, and that's why the uh, the sponsorship, uh, you know, um, continues with, with these vehicles. And speaking of these vehicles... The cars you see in the showroom, they're actually rotated rotated out about every three weeks, is what he told me. Because you can imagine as many people that go through that attraction, you're talking about tens of thousands of hands opening and closing those doors from open to close at Epcot. Okay, asses in seats, people grabbing steering wheels. That, that, that does produce quite a bit of wear and tear on that vehicle. So they get rotated out about every three weeks. And when they get rotated out... They actually go to that staging area that you see when the car makes the big loop and you look down and see all those uh, GM or Chevrolet vehicles. Those are vehicles waiting to be picked up on a trailer and taken to a used car dealership where they'll be sold at, you know, at a, at a cool. discount. So that's where I would um, buy it because I ain't buying that shit new. <laughs> um <laughs> The only exception to this rule is that super fancy Corvette that's always like front and center that you have to walk oh, past that's lit up and looks swanky. Um, that's the only car they keep locked up. Yeah, I wanted, I wanted, I wanted to go open that door and sit inside it. Now, next time you go there, look at the size of that car and then look at the single hallway they have to drive it through. And then look it back at the <laughs> yeah. car again. And look at the hallway it comes through, okay? Mike Romeo drives that car in himself when it gets put on display. Shit, that's the hardest thing he does in his whole job. That's why he keeps it. He has 
he has three quarters of an inch clearance on either side. You know, unless those wing mirrors fold inwards and I and they don't, that's got to be terrifying. It is three quarters of an inch is what he has on each side when he backs that sucker in. It sits there for like six to eight weeks before it gets changed out. Why does he have to back it in? Because it's facing the exit. I mean, it's facing the way it comes in. Unless you want to do a 20-point turn (laughs) to get it turned back around. You want to back it straight in so you can pull it straight the hell back out. Um. So, yeah, my question was, are all these cars, you know, like legit cars? Have they got, like, real engines and stuff? Because I figured they were just, like, you know, the bodies with, like, fiberglass insides, and they bring them in on a pallet jack or some shit. But, no, they're all... Every vehicle you walk past uh, as you exit is is an actual... No, I've seen, uh, them, open, I've seen them open the engine compartments before. No, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. well, I mean, I, I've, I always walk right past all that shit and go to the exit because i got to hurry up and get to Maelstrom. Um, but now you don't have to do that anymore. But uh, <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore at all. Um, and real quick, a little bit of trivia on on the actual ride vehicle, this Ford Probe uh, by GM ride vehicle, <laughs> as, as I think Scott the described Pontiac it. Grand Prix. Um, you mentioned they go through a lot of tires. I that, that's the one question I had for Mike. Is Mike, you know, honestly, how many tires you go through? Uh, in this, and he couldn't give me an exact number because it's a, it's a lot. lot. Um, we actually got uh, I got I got to go out behind the the attraction. I got to go to the maintenance area, and I got to walk in there and you know where they have you can't go past this line because they're doing work, and they were doing work. They had a vehicle up they were working on, but it was just like wall to wall rubber tires. Just that, that that's that's like all you saw, and that's probably the bulk of their maintenance is just swapping them tires out. And the way they do this is they leave the car attached to the track because, like like you said, it's like a slot car. So it stays hooked underneath that track, and they're able to, to, to drag it back there on a lift system. And and then they're able to take all that off and then put it right back in line with, with the rest of the vehicles so they never have to actually take it off of a track. It stays hooked up the whole time. Um, and the track that it's attached to that the whole – the whole ride is made out of because it does go outside in the weather, uh, not when it's lightning. But it, you know, it, even if the track is damp, it's and, and those tires don't give a whole lot of traction. They do give some traction. That that track is made out of the same material that an aircraft carrier's landing deck really? is made out of. I did not know yeah. that. Yep, it's made out of the same kind of material. Um, it's. And what's funny is if you look at it, it's painted up with those with with those those hash marks, I guess, every so many feet that you would use um, to calculate of uh, an object's speed. If you've watched MythBusters, you know exactly yes. what I'm talking about. So yeah, this th- those those lines don't act. I mean, they don't have any type of camera checking that. It's just there for show. I was kind of disappointed because I thought when it shows you your speed at the end of the ride, it would have been calculated by when you passed those lines, you know, but, but no, it's just, uh, they're just there for show. That, that speed, that speed, the speedometer, the speed thing where it shows how fast you're going is not actually how fast you're going. The highest you can go is 64.9 miles an hour. Uh, you can get a good look at those hash marks and stuff. If you're in the VIP lounge, you walk up to the big bank of windows and look straight down and you see pretty much like the apex of that turn as it goes around the attraction you can look straight down and watch those cars go zipping by hitting that turn like crazy 
and that's that's pretty cool too so from that from that lounge you can not only see spaceship earth in its majesty if you look down you get to see the everybody in the car goes in by having a having a hell of a time um you know really that's about all i got for uh for the test track i will say that uh speaking with mike romeo i I do want to just you know plug him as much as i can he was about as humble a guy as i'd ever met um he's worked for gm for a long time and he had he he went into great detail this 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 is important to me uh personally he went into great detail about um gm and how uh huge it is with the make-a-wish uh charity regarding kids going to disney world and the um how much uh the give kids the world uh foundation uh gets uh with with the help of gm and stuff like that down there to host make-a-wish families while they're visiting not just disney but also like sea world and universal and stuff like that i i think when i was talking to him he probably spent uh, 20 minutes just talking about Make-A-Wish and how impactful that has been with him working with GM and at Disney World and stuff like that. And I did get a chance to go through the super secret VIP uh, door to get on the ride that the Make-A-Wish kids would get to go on, you know, to sneak to the front of the line and bypass the entire fast pass system, which means I got to make my own car and, and bypass everything downstairs because they got a car uh, building kiosk up in the VIP lounge. So, whereas everybody else was trying to make their car the fastest, I went the other way, and, and I made the three sheets the mouse clown car, and I tried to make it as inefficient as possible. <laughs> and I managed to come in dead last in every hmm. one of the scenarios. Did I mean, it, it like, was... Did it look like shit, too? It was... It had a wheelbase of maybe six feet. <laughs> I put as I put as much stuff on it. It, I mean, yeah, it looked like it came out of East LA. It was quite a thing. Did you uh, Did you take a picture of it? Somewhere I do have a picture of this pink beast. <laughs> well, make sure. Um, I'll have to dig through some of my my uh, my photographs. Uh, but yeah, I did take a picture of it. It's ugly as hell. <laughs> it's like if you took like a smart car. And then grabbed every aftermarket fiberglass add-on you could hang off of it <laughs> and threw it on there and then decided, I want the biggest engine I can get in it, and it's gonna run on plutonium. <laughs> well make sure so, make sure you uh make sure you post the uh, the group of photos from the GM lounge that you took. Along with that. I think I've got like three photos. I was drinking a lot of free soda, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Now, I do want to say, though, I did this entire tour wearing a pair of LuLaRue leggings. <laughs> so that's how I represented Three Sheets Nation in my wife's pants. Did 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 Mike Romeo say anything about your pants or lack thereof? He did. He he, And that's what brought up the whole Make-A-Wish thing is that he was definitely hip to what was going on. Um, he was left with some Three Sheets to the Mouse uh, gift package, you know, with a coffee mug and a sticker, and uh, you know, he's he's so he knows what we're about. Good, huh. good. We're slowly infiltrating. I don't think we have to be slow about it anymore. They listen to the show. They give us party source wrecks. They give us anything else we talk about. You know, short short of the Baymax or the the Big Hero Six attractions, which. Sure, Shame right. on you, Disney, for not doing anything with that yet. Shame on you. Not even, not even overseas. Shame on you. It'll happen like every other attraction that comes from an IP ten years too late. 
Well, they just started the cartoon for Big Hero Six. I want to say, yeah, just it started in January. It's it's fun. Uh, it, you know, I well, I've watched one it's episode. Cute. Ethan has fallen off the Big Hero Six thing right now. He's big into um, cars. <clears throat> well, he's he's always into cars, but he's really big into golf. What golf? Yeah. Well, we watched golf. a little bit of the Bay Hill today, which is in Orlando. I bet you did. I bet you. Did. Um, but he's he's really big into making the roads to racers and puppy dog pals. Uh, but Mikey, no, thank you for thank you for the insight to the to the GM launch. It's really cool. Adam, do you have anything to add? Because you did get to go inside. Yeah, we didn't really see quite as much, so we just kind of hung out in that basic area with the soda fountain and all that. So that was oh. really it. Oh shit! I got I I got, I got something else. Oh my god! This is like the most important part. Yes. Um, we got to, we got to go back in like their break room, which <laughs> doesn't sound like important at all. Uh, first off, it was cool because when they re- when they redecorated the main GM lounge, all of the furniture they were throwing out, they decided, yeah, we'll take this and put in our break room. So their break room is even decorated like a modern <laughs> VIP setting. Nice. But hanging on, oh my God. Adam, I wish you could have seen this. Hanging on the walls in the break room are some of the original uh, photographs from the GM attraction and ride and, and shit like that. Oh, wow, that's awesome. Uh, and also just some of the original stuff from Epcot, like from original parades and stuff like that from the 80s. Ooh. It was... Oh, that would have been awesome to see. Oh, and, and they're huge poster size pictures and they're framed that are hanging up on the walls. And I remember seeing that thinking, this it goes right back to how Mike Romeo was a, was, was, was a, 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 a college program uh, cast member in the late 80s so his his tie to Disney goes all the way back that far and when Disney was going to throw this shit out they said no let's put it in our break room and that's where it's hanging and it it's it, it's really 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 awesome to walk in there and see Disney hit not I mean Epcot history all the way around you it's a uh, it, it was really that awesome cool. that's awesome that's really cool actually it really was. I mean, it's like, this whole thing about how the, the track works and all is great, but damn, can I take that home? No. Okay, <laughs> I'll just go upstairs and get another lemonade. <laughs> but, uh, but no, Mikey, thank you for that. We we really, it, it gives us a nice insight to those who, da- who don't get to see something like this every day and um, and to, to share something exclusive. I, I really appreciate that. So... If you could have any of the three versions of this attraction back, Mikey, what would you choose? Knowing what you've heard about the oh, other two, what would you choose? Man. I, okay, I got to ask Adam a question. All these different, mm-hmm. I'm going to call them vignettes, that you got to see during World of Motion. Were yes. they static or were they like the old animatronic style animatronics, like Pirates of the Caribbean style animatronics or uh, Spaceship Earth style? They were Spaceship Earth style. They were the Spaceship Earth animatronics. Yeah. They were built around the same time. Yeah, I want to see that. As, as long as they weren't just completely static, if there was something to make me, to, to, to take me into what I was seeing. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I get why Disney did this because they wanted something a little more thrilling, a little edgy. Because at this time, I think Universal was 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 on you know coming up down there. So I get why they went this route, but I mean, I'm just 
that kind of guy that give me an omni mover and something to captivate my imagination and i'm uh i'm gonna be just as excited to go write it again that's like people that ride spaceship earth that have ridden it before they're not riding it because it's, ex- it's exhilarating because it's not they're writing it because it hits something inside of them. And what Adam described to me, I would have enjoyed. Even right down to the world's, you know, the first traffic jam, you know. Just picking out all the interesting things in that scenario. But but everything else that he talked about, man. Stagecoaches, you know. God, yes. Give me that. That I think that's why I like the living with the land so much. is because it fits right in with the rest of, 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 of all that old... One of these days, I'll get a chance to sit down and I'll watch that. Uh, uh, the Martins vid? Probably not. No, no. When I'm at Disney, I need to make a a a, a concerted effort to go see Carousel of Progress. Wait, what? No, no. What did Mikey no. say? I need to make a concerted effort to see Carousel of Progress. You've never been Okay, so of progress? if you are interested in no, joining uh, the Three Sheets team and want to apply, uh, uh, send your it, email. Uh, I, it's, 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 hey, you know, say what you will, but it's not something that's going to interest anybody else in my family. Oh, dude, you got to do that. Yes, that's fucking ridiculous. Mikey. It's, it's. Give up. <laughs> Nothing to say here. No, it's, no, it's not that I don't want to. I have wanted to every time, but it's just not been able to get worked in. I still want to ride the People Mover. We've tried for two trips to ride the People Mover. The first trip, we couldn't find the fucking entrance. You didn't ride the, the People Mover either? I'm going to have a stroke. <laughs> Give up. I have done Stitch twice. Oh, that makes it fucking <laughs> worse! Mind blown. I'm going to have a fucking aneurysm. <laughs> I don't, I, I, so, I don't Trent, have anything if, to say. So, if you could pick one of the three, what would you pick? Uh, I'm gonna go original. I think I said this at the beginning of the episode. I'm gonna go original test track. I'm gonna join with that one. I like. I love the original test track. So educational. So entertaining. Um, I miss it. Original test track or World of Motion? No, original test track. Original test track. Okay. The the ninety. It was like ninety eight to twenty twelve. Yeah. Uh, nineteen ninety eight to twenty twelve. No, it did not. It did not <coughs> open until March. No, we're close it was ninety nine to twenty twelve. Yeah, it didn't open until March of twenty of uh, March of nineteen ninety nine. It was soft testing in December th- of ninety eight. So how could it close in twenty twelve? It Wait. opened in twenty. It, it closed in twenty twelve. So it it closed in the beginning of twenty twelve. Uh, January sixth, it closed, or they announced on January sixth. They did the changeover in the summer, and it opened in December December sixth yeah. of uh, twenty twelve. The change, the changeover only took like right. which eight which months. is interesting because Tron was out in twenty ten. Well, Tron was it's supposed to do better. There's a whole rumor behind Tron, that, too. Mikey. Well, no, it was themed around Tron. It was no, supposed to. There was a very big rumor. It was and supposed Tron to be Legacy based on Bond. Tron. Hard. Well, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a fantastic film. I enjoyed it. Boston, to this day, loves the hell out of Jeff it. Jeff Bridges is a badass motherfucker, too. He really is, and I'll take some Olivia Wilde. I don't know who the hell... That was like a wannabe Captain America that played his son. Yeah. Um, so, Adam, who would you? what would you choose for the three? I'm still choosing yeah, World of Motion. Yes. And then he wants to bring back Horizons too. <laughs> so I guess I'll have to uh, post a poll no. so the Three Sheets Nation can decide what they would prefer. Absolutely. And if you want to find that poll, head over to uh, Three Sheets, uh, our Facebook group at www.facebook.com slash group slash Three Sheets, and you can check out our group. 
you know, become part of the Three Sheets Nation. We have a couple of uh, questions that you need to answer in order to be let in. Um, if you have, if you invite people, make sure they know to answer the questions too. Just, you know, send your friend a text saying, Hey man, I, I, I Shanghai'd you into the three sheets nation. Make sure you answer the questions So we know that they want to be a part of it. Yeah. Head over, head over to Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash three sheets. Check us out over there. Become part of the three sheets nation. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it, it, I think, I think we broke the internet this weekend with the St. Patrick's day drinks. Scott, would you call it a hoot? It's a hoot and a holler. Hoot, it's a hoot, hoot. Nanny. It's a hoot and a holler. Yeah, yeah I went that big. Uh, but if you also want to follow us on other media, we do have a we do have an Instagram and Twitter. Um, that's at Three Sheets Podcast. The the handle over there. Uh, check us out. Come interact with us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. It's all fun. If you love the show, go over to iTunes. We'd love to have a a rate and review. It's the best way for other Disney fans like yourselves to find the show. It helps it helps put us on the search map. It helps people find the show through that way. So uh, so make sure you do that. Um, other than that, Trenton, give me some closing remarks tonight. Hey, I actually wanted to thank... Uh, thank um, Michael Fernandez for doing the uh, the drink the drink brackets. Oh, yeah. That's, that's a fun idea. He's been doing um, drunk madness this 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 week. Yeah, this. It's, that's a cool idea. I'm glad he's doing it. I wanted to thank him personally on the show. Um so, that's that's really cool. It's a really cool idea. Some and, some very surprising upsets that Knob Creek almost didn't make it out of the first round. It's just whiskey, though. It's good. It's not any but different than you can get it, anywhere else. Well, it's you can't get the Disney whiskey there. It's the same shit. And it's not. This is where we need Tim. <laughs> it probably is the same stuff, but we just like to make it matter. <clears throat> so, so that was like those remarks once again. Taste the same. Um. Go give us an, an iTunes review. We'll read it on the air, and you'll get to know that we read it on the like air. Like Brant Burks? Yeah. Brant Burke gave us a lovely... Let's be fair, though. His his review asked for more of him to be on the that show. That is true. That is true. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that's like, that's like telling people to ask you... To, that's like asking people to sing happy birthday to you. At Chili's. It's my birthday. Give me a free Sunday. <laughs> Adam, give me some closing remarks tonight. All right. As y'all know, I'm sick, and I feel like I'm getting sicker by the minute. Um, just wanted to let everybody know the meetups are planned and scheduled. They are on the Facebook group. It wouldn't allow me to invite the whole group. So if you guys are interested in the meetups and want to be part of the invite list, just give us a shout either on the Facebook page or direct message one of us. Any one of the admins are able to invite to the to the um, events. Um, they're all posted. There are a few that we do need to make reservations for. So please, if you are thinking about it and you want to reserve, want us to hold a spot for those reservations, we need to know sooner rather than later. And that's really it. Good night. Uh, I'm going to bed. Mikey. I'm glad to be back. I know I missed last week and uh, I'm back home. I'm no longer in Texas. I'm in my garage. Uh, it's glad. It, it's, it's, it's good to be back with uh, the family and stuff like that um thanks to everybody in the group who followed along with me while i was stuck in texas that sent me care packages that uh just sent me uh emails that sent me messages um huge shout out to sheeter adam austin who was there when i needed someone just to vent to uh thank you so much um now that i'm back home i can vent to my wife for what that's worth 
but um, everybody, uh, th- thank you so much. Um, hopefully, we'll get back to having all five of us on here at a at a regular time. Oh, and 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 listen, if uh, you're interested, pay attention to in the group because we will have another three sheets game night coming up pretty soon. Once I check everybody's schedule to see when we can play, and we may play something kind of kind of new that is definitely guaranteed to get us in trouble with HR. We have a we don't have HR anymore. Oh, well then if if it's just anarchy then you know, fuck yeah. it. Let's uh, you know, this will be like under the bed from the the old 90s movie Little Monsters with Howie Mandel and the, uh, the Fred Savage. We, we took control and we uh, we fired HR long ago. Okay, also go to the magicalmeltdown.com buy shit. That's true. Do that. Uh, so from all of us here at Three Seats the Mouse, thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time, this time, and until next time, so long for just a while. <laughs> <laughs>